love Michigan sports. Red Wings, Lions, Tigers, Pistons, Michigan, Michigan State, and the list goes on. And you love beer. Love beer. Who doesn't? What if we mixed the two together? This is State of My Sports. We'll talk everything Michigan sports like only we do, and then we'll down our fair share of beer from a local brewery. Grading the beer throughout the episode, so pop a cold one on your end, and we'll get busy on ours. This is the State of My Sports. This is State of My Sports, and this is episode 149. Uh, after our Hops Flight segment, we're going to talk some more NFL news. This is one of the craziest off-seasons I've ever seen. Uh, we're going to talk about those and how they kind of affect the Wings, uh, or sorry, the Lions, and the drafts, really. I mean, it's just, it's crazy how, it's just crazy. And we're just going to talk about it, um, all the moves crazy. and some of the stuff that the, the Lions will need to do. Um, we're going to talk about the Michigan-Michigan State basketball season. So Michigan State's over. Michigan still has uh, at least one more to go. So we're going to talk about that, some bracket talk as well. Then we'll finish up with some Detroit Lions talk. Tigers, oh my gosh. Somebody else needs to do this. I, I don't know why. I can't think right now. I'd give me a beer or something. You're watching it. hockey. I know, I know. That's probably the problem here, <laughs> and that's my fault. Um, but it's 3-1, and I got money on it, so it's always fun to... Um, keep an eye on it when, when you're doing that. Oh, so. you bet on your own team. I am betting on a lot these days, and it's going pretty well. It's been a lot of fun. So, and I got my coworkers hooked on it too. It's like I'm we betting. all we all bet together. Well, not hooked on. It. I shouldn't say that because I don't want to <laughs> call the number or anything. Why is your score? Did I miss something? Yeah, it was pretty quick, pretty quick after. But okay. Um, we're gonna yeah. What what are we doing after that? We're gonna do our Michigan parlay or our parlay Wednesday parlay. I got one of those ready to get back on the winning winning track here. And then we're going to grade our Michigan beer from Bell's Brewery. It is Obron Day, technically yesterday. Yeah. We're going to do it today because that's what we do on Tuesdays. So uh, we'll have a good time doing that. If you're joining us live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Twitch, get a life because this has been really bad. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. No, thank you. Really appreciate you guys being on here. Be a part of the conversation. Be, part, be on the comments and share us and like us and do all that good stuff. Also, know, let us know how the audio is because... It just doesn't sound good in my Does own Does it sound loud headphones? to you? I feel like we are hitting pretty loud. No, I think we're all set. We're it is, it's red, but I don't know. We'll just let John figure it out. It's just scratchy. You know, yeah, my, if, my the, if the audio is bad, let us know. Okay. Maybe Ryan's just having... We have a producer for a reason, gentlemen. That's a good the point. The best in Why, that's, that's a good point. Why are you putting the pressure on me? Like This is John's job now. So Somebody text John if the, the audio is not bad, or just comment. This is an awesome podcast. <laughs> the comment would be better because <laughs> my phone's dead. His phone's dead. So text them. No, that was the longest intro. We actually made it through all of the song without actually talking about what we're going to talk about. Yeah. But I'm Sam Waltart. With me today, got Ryan Waltart, Micah Hello. Smith. Ready? Look at that, man. Ready to celebrate some Obron, Obron summer, day. spring, summer-ish time. And John working behind the scenes that we already mentioned. Thank you guys for being here. We're, I'm excited. Should be a fun episode. We got a lot, You're lot to talk about. So um, anyways... Let's get into our flight segment. Pretty much is, I mean, you guys, I'm sure you guys are good. Nothing too exciting. We're all old men these days with nothing fun to talk about, right? Yeah, pretty much. Move yeah. on. All right, moving on. Yeah. So um, <laughs> the, the first thing that I wanted to take care of, and I was hoping to make this a full segment, and but there wasn't really enough to, to make it one. So I'm going to get the Red Wings trade deadline stuff out of the way with my, my flight segment. Um, 
The Detroit Red Wings, tra- Red Wings traded Troy Stetcher to the Kings for a seventh rounder. They also traded Vlad Nemestikov to Dallas for a fourth rounder. And then really the the biggest one, which I don't know if it's really big, but um, Nick Letty and Luke Witkowski uh, was traded to the St. Louis Blues for D-man Jake Wallman, forward Oscar Sundquist, and a 2023 second-round draft pick uh, to Det- that went to Detroit. Um, Eisman gave up a second-round pick to acquire Letty. So it was kind of like, uh, and going back a few episodes when I was talking about, it, it's like at least a second rounder. Otherwise, you're you're gonna lose it, lose the the trade. I'm kind of surprised he got what he did out of it. Yeah. I'm sure a lot has to do with being able to hold on to his salary and and all that good stuff. The way that you know the Red Wings are, and then taking a couple of guys that were you know bogging down St. Louis's his salary cap and and guys that weren't gonna get the playing time that that they want to be getting. Um, so a little bit back here, a uh, little little more about Wallman. Uh, he was playing behind, this is what Eisenman said, he said he was playing behind uh, some pretty good players in St. Louis. He'll get some opportunity to play here. We think he has a chance to be a regular in the NHL. He just hasn't been able to do that uh, with a pretty good defensive corpse in front of him in St. Louis. He skates well, shoots the puck hard, and is competitive. Uh, Sundqvist is a big 27-year-old, uh, 6'3", 210, um, that is more defensive-minded forward. Uh, they hope he finds his way on the one, one-and-a-half years that he had, or one-and-a-half years he has left on, on a contract. He's getting through $2.75 million per deal, or per, per year. In 270 career games, he's got 36 goals, 51 assists, 87 points. So, I mean, he's, he, he, he's going to fit well, I think, with what we need. But it's this trade is not gonna get Red Wings six to midnight. But anyway, any like, but but you really look at what we have, and what we were we had willing or what we were able to give up. I, I just stop stop thinking. It was like, man, we're gonna get nothing. It's just gonna be a maybe add a couple picks that you can throw in in a trade later or something like that. Um, we're not getting a franchise changing player in these deals. Um, but that's just because we have nothing to give up. And when our secondary scoring and secondary players are as bad as they are, unless you're giving up Larkin and, and Bertuzzi, <laughs> you're not getting anything of value in this league. You're really Absolutely not. not. It's just trying to get creative and, and add quantity. Well, And the draft picks, right? Because the draft picks are the ones that how, – how successful have they been in recent years? I mean, For Iserman, yeah, Iserman seems to be finding some gems. Yeah. He so really is. Might and, as well. And that's the key is, is – just trusting in Eisman. It's nice to have a general manager that we're that we know knows how to build a team, knows how to build an organization, and cares to build an organization. Like the Red Wings, like, like let's use like the Tigers for example. Um, we, we're going to get into it a little bit, but like, how do we know that they're they're truly in to win? They're not really truly in to win it. They're they haven't proven it. Um, we have a GM that I don't trust to make trades. We have a GM to not really necessarily make the right one-year signings, and I think Eisman's done the exact opposite, where Eisman's a GM that we 100% can trust, and we know that for a fact, not only because that's the way the organization's built, but because he proved proved it in, in Tampa. He built what they have going right now, the back-to-back Stanley Cup champions. I mean, that's his MO. It's not because he's the captain. It's not because he's our my hero. It's because he's a great general manager and wants to win just as bad as, as all these fans do. And and that's really the the biggest thing. Uh, just was just one of those trade deadlines. It was kind of wondered if they were going to trade 
Bertuzzi that was kind of getting talked about, but I'm glad they didn't. Now they're working on re re-signing guys like Bertuzzi and, and Larkin and, and give them a little bit better deals and then kind of let more contracts expire and start bringing in true true high-end talent to make this thing happen. Um, who wants to go next with their, with their flight topic? Anybody? Micah, yeah, I'll do it. Micah, all right. So uh, I hate that this is news, but I am so worked up about it. We're going to talk about it. Um, What would you guys do with $41 million if you were an AD for one of the biggest brands in college football today? What would I do? What would you do with $41 million? Oh man, that's loaded. I don't know. You'd probably want to do something with the the student athletes coming in for their name, Im- image, likeness, right? Uh, yeah, you maybe, know, maybe you some would, recruiting. You would think. I'm, I'm sure Sam has some Get ideas. The team invest in the team, right? So maybe you'd upgrade some part of the facility with the football team, whether it's the weight room, your everyday operations, your commons areas, locker room. I feel like we have a Stone Age locker room. I've seen pictures. It just looks like a dump, but. Overall, the facility, like the the weight room and um, <clears throat> the the commons area to the football program inside Schembechler Hall, got a massive facelift not too long ago. However, the the locker room is lacking, but maybe even we use some of this to open up another avenue to kind of boost that newer NIL program. But none of these options were reportedly where the University of Michigan is looking to spend $41 million. So according to a report from MLive, the school's athletic department will ask the Board of Regents for permission on Thursday to move forward with a $41 million project to replace the massive scoreboards. So according to, <laughs> uh, yeah. $41 million? $41, <laughs> yeah, $41 million, okay? It's probably for something like more energy efficient or something, Yeah, right? yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> to save exactly. money. <laughs> so uh, according to an action request uh, letter recently submitted to the regents, the existing Michigan Stadium video scoreboards were installed in 2011 and have exceeded their anticipated service life, which sounds like a crap excuse to me. Um but according to that same letter, the new scoreboards will be the same height of 62 feet, but wider than 108 feet. So, you know, we need to go bigger, right? I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, you better for that type of money. Right, exactly. <laughs> <coughs> so so it's, going, were, it's going wider. It's going wider. It's so, saying the same height, it's going wider. So uh, now, look, I think it's stupid. And I'll let you pick up from there. But yeah. you know how um, when they added the suites yep. and it kind of like, held in noise and it makes it louder yep. i'm wondering if that will block some of the sound and make it a little bit louder maybe yeah you, you're going right where i'm going babe. oh sorry let's <laughs> sorry let's do that. this so uh the school's last scoreboard replacement came in 2011 uh when the new led high definition boards were approved for the football stadium chrysler center and yost ice arena and that estimated cost was 20 million dollars do you guys understand Whoa. we're doubling the money spent, but it's only for the football stadium. These bad boys better wrap around and enclose those ends of the stadium from sweet end to sweet end for that type of money. Yeah. I mean, look, I, so I haven't been to the big house in a few years, and I actually I made it to uh, the Michigan State game, and I noticed that the, the they – 
were big on they like had a DJ on the sidelines and like they would they had like cooler things going on like trying to make it more of the cool hip you know thing for for the students and stuff and right. I wonder if like if they're gonna do something with that if it's gonna make it cooler and easier to be at a game it because look I mean a be- a better scoreboard makes it a little bit easier to watch when you're live like because it's not fun to you can't really see a whole lot when you're at these games especially where if you have like the wrong angle it looks like they went 17 yards and it was like a four yard gain because <laughs> if it's coming like at you or something it's like wait what so like if, if they can make it so you can actually watch the game on that type of thing and that might help the game day experience but i would rather be using that money to pay for players personally so <laughs> like, i guess nil that, baby that's why i'm amped up about this like i like I started this off, why why this is even news? Not everything's like sunshine and butterflies here at University of Michigan. This is so frustrating to hear that we're going to spend forty one million dollars on new TVs for the fans. Like it's going to be, it's going to be pretty cool because I'm sure it's going to get approved. Great, but in the end, I don't care. Like if we have big, cool, fancy scoreboards and we have a five hundred team that plays in that stadium. I could care less that we just spent $41 million on new TVs for the stadium. Yeah, it's, it's all about winning at that point. And I just feel like the, you, you could ma- put a better product on the field with the money these days. 100%. And that's where it's it's frustrating. But now, if they're going to top recruits and spend a lot of money in NIL and, and make sure that they're aggressive with that, then I don't want to worry too much about it. But until they show that, I'll, I'll be frustrated, you know? And that could be money that could go towards – a better coach, a better assistant coach, or new scoreboard in you know ten more years. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, we're on a ten-year cycle could, of this. It's insane. Could, what could you do? Like how much? How much is it total? It's forty-one million dollars. Forty-one million dollars. What could you do with? I, could, I think you could build a brand new ice rink, easily, right? Not that I want to. I'm just saying you can. Well, I don't know what the cost of materials <laughs> these days. Yeah, I'm that's, sure. that's a yeah. good point. Inflation's kind of. I wonder what it would cost this time. <laughs> this time two years ago, you got to freeze <laughs> freeze water. Travel. How much can that cost? Yeah, you know, that's true. Yeah, so I was doing research earlier today, and this forty one million dollars. So Notre Dame spent forty million dollars on their new facility that included a new locker room. Like, I guess that's what I'm getting at. Is like, yeah. I don't think a new locker room is going to just equate to X amount of wins. I don't. But, but I, it, it, equates, I, I, it equates to two or three recruits. Thank you. Exactly. So that's that's why I brought this up. I was super frustrated to see that. And I'm like, I could find a different avenue to spend this $41 million for this school. Mm-hmm. I think it's something as basic as, uh, you know, your return on investment at that point. Yeah. What what more do you need? If if you're trying to upgrade the yeah the stadium and make improvements, like you said, for home field advantage, okay, that's one thing. Right. But better maybe clarity maybe. in your tv screens i don't know man i i look at some of these 72 inch tv screens that you know at best buy and it's just like what yeah. unnecessary you yeah. know i disagree it was a really good investment <laughs> <laughs> a 72 inch tv yeah that's 70. not that's not yeah. 40 million dollars <laughs> i want to no, get out real quick yeah those are like 100 bucks right now <laughs> <laughs> all right well, uh, ryan what do you want to talk about so I I decided well I don't know on the on the sheet it's still blank because I I couldn't decide yeah um, so yeah. I I was gonna talk about a Jabo you know the disappointing news that tore his Achilles during his pro day workout but I decided to just say it right now and then move on okay yeah we'll talk about it probably during yeah line we feel I I just feel so bad for him I just yeah, I hope he doesn't drop too far down especially the way I hope he, he was drops treated I hope he drops to the, about the second pick of the third round 
That's yeah, what that'd, I that'd be perfect. That'd be yeah, good. for the lines. Yeah. Um, no, but I, I wanted to talk about a little bit about uh, F1 racing because this last weekend oh. was the opening weekend for 2022 season. Yeah, and I, I'm not going to give too many spoilers. I, I, yeah. I hope not to. But uh, for anybody watching Drive to Survive, the, the latest season just came out. So if you don't follow it on a week by week basis, the new the new season's out, season four, yeah. and and it it goes through the whole last. Uh, seasons racing and it's it's awesome. Tell I, me we're going to go to Belle Isle this week or this, this year. year. Please, yeah, we should. Yeah, so should that's, we do that? that's indie oh. series though, right? That's not actually F one. Still take it. I, I, I hear cool. I hear they're really they're both really cool, but F one's yeah. way cooler. Yeah. So the drive to like let's talk about that. Just that documentary. Yeah, drive to or whatever survive. whatever they do on on the Netflix there. It, oh my gosh, I'm so hooked on that show. Yeah, it's so it's good. At, like I so. I think I, fig- I I learned or I started watching it about three weeks ago, and I'm I'm just finished season two last night. Couldn't sleep so because I, I watched so many episodes. <laughs> it was it was it. so good. <laughs> um, but man, th- for people that haven't watched that, first of all, do it because it's absolutely incredible. Even if you don't like F1 racing or racing in general, I'm kind of that guy, and I feel like everybody that talks about drive to survive has that saying they're like not really a big racing guy but this is awesome but and the way that they do it and, and it, I, I find it really interesting because f1 is all about secrets right it's all about what you know that your that your opponents don't and the fact that they're able to have this doc this documentary you know team following them with all of these inside secrets and all of the, like the ins and outs of what they do they talk so much they they give you so much insight um and I, and I just sit back and i'm like why in the world is hard knocks not better like getting more into the nitty-gritty of this stuff and why why don't other into the, or, into other, the details other, other leagues do that like during yeah during yeah. the action and, and that's the coolest part is like you hear the driver saying i'm losing the right tire i'm losing yeah. this i'm losing like i'm fighting this the whole time they're like yep yeah, you're you're screwed or gearbox is done and they just like yeah. pull off to the side and they're yep. Yeah, their, their race is over. Oh, yeah, retire the car. Stop yeah. the Re- car now. Yeah, and it's stop so, it. Yeah, and I'm just you're causing millions of dollars like, of damage I, to our car. I stop. feel like the NFL <laughs> would be absolutely perfect for this because if you could get on the sidelines and know the dings and dents that these players are taking on a game by game basis that we don't know about, but like if you could go back and watch it after the fact, and it's like you build it up in in this whole series, so it's like following every single team. And you could go far into the season, but then you go back the way that F one does. I know it's hard for to explain when if you, when you don't watch the show. Yeah. But it's insane how good they they're able to dig into a team on a you know six week swing, but then they can go back the following episode to the week one. Yeah. And it doesn't feel like anything. I know because because different drama and, and, yeah. and some of the teams aren't expected to compete because they just don't have good enough cars. So, but they're trying to get points. They're trying yeah. to get tenth place. So it's just there's a lot of drama all around. I, I just wanted to bring up really quick. So yeah. Um, I just it's a this year's season is re- a really interesting dynamic because Ferrari actually skipped. Ferrari first of all is the most winningest. You know program i guess you could say your team team. uh, in f1 history and they took an entire year off of improving their car to focus on the next year uh model so the the 2021 model they didn't invest any new uh anything covid as an excuse for 2021 no they they just (laughs) they felt like they were too far away from really competing it's basically between mercedes and red bull and they're like you know basically two dominant programs especially mercedes they just won you know a million years in a row yeah uh and ferrari felt behind so they they skipped a whole year and put two years worth of 
ingenuity and and testing and everything into the next car so this year practice ferrari was crushing out the new motors new motors and design and then uh week one they came out and were very strong so maybe ferrari needs to talk to ford heard it's happened in the past before yeah that was just one time yeah (laughs) no it's fun it's fun to pay attention to and once you get into the series then it then it makes a little bit more fun to you know pay attention week by week yeah highly recommend it john what do you want to talk about well first a couple comments floating in Ooh, i love comments on the chat line we got a we got long time listener dedicated fan carrie and uh one time show host uh king kyle fighting over micah's uh little uh little apparel he's got going on get up my get up that's a a nice Uh, a nice hat. Where'd you get that? My wonderful brother-in-law got it for me for my birthday. This guy. Dang. I know. I like it. Now we got three guys fighting over it. <laughs> not guys, but three people fighting over you. I wanted this hat for so long, and he's like, all right, got something special for you. And I'm like, oh, dude, no way. It comes with, like, the American underbrim, too, and he killed it. Sam and Andrea killed it. And uh, Kyle's uh, questioning a bold statement that came from Sam that this is the best documentary out there or that he's ever seen. Sports documentary for sure. And, the, and that that's saying a lot because I think it's better than the, the Russian Five. I think it's better than um, wow. all of the 30 for 30s. Um, really? one, that, what I, one that I really liked was the Tiger Woods one um, on Showtime, I think it was. Okay. And But this, this is hands down the most intense thing and i think it's a lot to, it has a lot to do with the fact that i don't know what happened so like i i mean i was literally in bed like th- so it was i think the 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 second to last episode of season two and they were getting into this nico guy for renal no not yeah renal yeah renal um and he's never been on a podium and and, and like they were setting it up so perfectly, and I'm I'm gonna do a spoiler. So if if you guys care, turn off your vo- volume. But make sure you keep listening. Just stop listening. Um, <laughs> I don't want to lose you guys turn here. Off your volume, but, ba- but, <laughs> but basically, stop. I mean this this Nico guy. He's never been on podium, but he's been a really quality racer for a very long time. Yeah, put the Jaws music on here soon. I was but just then, gonna cut your mic. <laughs> yeah, uh, but anyways, they did a great job. It felt like he was gonna finally do it, and then he crashed, and it was yeah. like, no, like I. <laughs> I don't know. This just watch it. It's so good. It's so good. But John, you can talk now. Finally, sorry. <laughs> well, I mean, we're all talking about our favorite sports time of the year, if arguably, right? The spring. You got NHL and NBA coming into the playoff push. You got the NFL draft. Um, arguably, my favorite sporting event of the year is right around the corner, and that's the 2022 Hello, Masters. Hello, friends. Live from I guess you are live. You are no, that's yeah. Uh, but yeah, what's up? What's up? Is that coming out then? Yeah, that's April. Yeah, second weekend of April. Right. Um, there's going to be one marquee name not on the field this year, and that's uh, that's Happy? that's big big lefty uh, Phil Mickelson was announced uh, the other day that he'll be a ex champion not playing. Uh, hmm. He kind of landed on that list. Sam, I think your phone is. Is it my phone? doing yeah. something there that was a big difference right there yeah uh anyway um, <laughs> must have been an no, important so, message from so is series, that does that have a lot to do with like the whole what, what was country that he was talking the, about yeah the, the saudi arabia golf league yeah. that was trying to compete with uh the pga tour they were trying to recruit players over and pay them more money than the pga tour can pay yeah um is that what it is 
I, I believe so. I mean, he's already publicly taken a, a, a brief hiatus from the game of golf to focus on his social life and doing things that he wants to do as a man, um, okay. apparently, this late in his life. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with his uh, lack of, uh, you know, sponsorship. He's losing sponsors over point. some of these com- yeah. comments that were made. Um, I guess it was supposed to go into autobiography, and the comments he made thought – that they were, you know, off camera, off the table, and, uh, you know, uh, they, they leaked. And I think you were kind of seeing the consequences for such yeah. comments. Uh, I'm not a big Phil Mickelson fan, so I, I don't really care, and I'm glad that he's suffering, to be honest with you, because I really don't like him at all. Oh. Um, <laughs> but, wow, wow. but I get for from, That's like, a... Uh, <laughs> I mean, really does he have a punchable face like uh, Joe Burrow? He has no? a punchable face, for sure. Um but I don't know. I I'm okay with with whatever he's trying to do, and, and I don't think they're gonna miss him personally. But I'm not a golf guy. Are you gonna miss him? I mean, it's just an iconic, you know, golf tournament. Yeah. And it's a face you want to see how out many, there. How many green jackets does he have? I believe he's got three. Yeah. yeah. Does he really? Yeah. Yep. Wow. This will be the first he just time. Shows up. Yeah, first time he's missed the Masters in like 29 years. So. Wow. Maybe um, I'll watch this time because he's not on. Yeah, I mean, he's always he's always making a splash, whether he's shooting really well or he's also the kind of guy uh, that Augusta gets the best of, too, um, <laughs> where he puts up high scores. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if more comes out leading up to it and, and if he says anything more and goes on his like media tour and stuff like that to, to kind of protect his name before before it all begins. Should yeah. we expect a Happy Gilmore to be? Happy. He's, he's got, what jacket did he win? Gold jacket? Gold jacket. The gold jacket. jacket. Who gives a hoot? <laughs> um, before we move on from our DeHops beer flight segment, I want to remind everyone that DeHops' brewing company and cafe is open and pouring some of the best craft beer in West Michigan. Their revamped food menu, rotating taps, wine and ciders make DeHops perfect for whatever you have going on. From late night drinks with friends, dinner with the family, and everything in between... Actually, late night drinks, I should probably remove that because they close so early these days. But um, just get there at a good time and drink all you want. <laughs> just but for dinner. Dinner time. Probably just dinner time drinks. Yeah. Uh, the Hops is becoming a staple in the West Michigan restaurant community that we highly recommend. And we share all their pics. Their pictures are incredible. The pictures that they have on, on their social media, they do a great job of that. It makes me hungry every day, so. That's probably a problem, but we'll get over. We'll <laughs> talk about that some other time. Um, Taco Tuesday is today. We are That's not for there, New Year's resolution. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> next year, um, two fifty tacos. You can pair them with a three dollars seltzer and have a great night for cheap. Um, bring your mom, bring your girlfriend, and maybe your wife too. Um, but they also have the new mahi mahi tacos, not your father's grilled cheese <laughs> and smothered fries. I did do that on purpose for the record. Okay. <laughs> Um, the Hops is the official brewery of State of My Sports in 2022. And if you mention State of My Sports, you get a nice little beer off your first, a nice little discount off your first beer. Am I supposed to have a girlfriend <laughs> a- alongside my wife, or I don't get what? And like, your mom. To be honest with you, it was a joke that Drew Carey said on uh, Whose Lines It Anyways, like 20 years ago. And it's always stuck with me because I thought it was the funniest thing of all time. I, I thought it was why. pretty funny. Good job. Thanks, man. I should have just kept credit for it and so gave it to drew you but definitely you know have. two icons you gotta give each other credit where where credit's due who's know? the other icon me oh <laughs> soon someday new year's resolution <laughs> oh, um, one last one last golf comment coming in real quick um mike workma oh yeah yeah um, hey, Mike, he hasn't Mike. watched it forever. What's yeah. up? Um, hey glad to know you're still kicking mike said interestingly <laughs> enough tiger isn't listed on list of past champions not playing so oh. his name did not fall on. I don't know if that's because of the injury or say what? 
Interesting. He also hasn't really released a timetable for when he'll be back on the tour. Nice. Keep an eye on that. Drinking craft beer, having fun, and talking sports in the state of Michigan. You're listening to State of My Sports. Let's get into our beer introductions. And what will, I mean, if you look at Micah, he's, he's just feeling it. Look at it. He's chugging his beer. And he's just wearing, he's wearing shades. I turned, the bright, I turned the brightness down. And you're still wearing your shades? I don't know. Is that is it my fault? Or you, or, oh, it's a it's wear your sunglasses at night thing. I wish I could pull that song up. sunglasses <laughs> Actually, I'm glad I can't pull it up because then we'd get shut down and yeah. all that good stuff. <laughs> yeah. like we, we, we already will now. You just sang that song. Yeah, it's true. And he nailed it, too. <laughs> yeah, with all, really? with sounded all, just like him. So now I think all those notes, we're going to get kicked <laughs> off for a different song. <laughs> <by accident. Yeah. laughs> My right. wife is going to be so proud. Anyways, we are drinking Oberon. Yesterday was Oberon Day. Um, and that's just your first, first little taste of spring into the summer, I think. Thank and goodness. it's a great beer. Um, from Bell's Brewery, and, and I mean, we were garnishing it with with Cara Cara oranges today. These are Cara Cara oranges, so I went a little above and beyond with the orange. Dang! Do you guys well, like you it must with be the orange? That CEO money. Yeah. yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, do you guys usually drink it with an orange or no? I'm always. Yeah. I, I always. I think it tastes better with an orange, personally. Yeah, there's there's beers like this that definitely deserve a a nice heavy garnish. This is one of them. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, so tell us a little about this beer, Michael. Like, do you know like the percentage or anything like that? Actually, I have it on the last sheet. It is a five point eight percent American wheat ale, folks. All right. Um, it's brewed with a it's a spicy hop character, mildly fruity aromas, and the color and scent of a sunny afternoon. This is this label's wet. It's yeah. hard to read. Uh, I can you, just read it You from probably the sheet. have it from the sheet. Let's just um, do that. So throw, those, run, is throw those shades back on. You yeah. might be able to read it. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah. It's just a glare Let's off the bottle. Let's go, Rana. boy number two. Let's go. Up two now. Love it. Stay right there. Stay right there, please. Anyways. I'm staying. Yeah. Oberon is <laughs> a wheat move. ale fermented with our signature house ale yeast, mixing a spice hop character with a mildly fruity aromas. The addition of wheat malt. Lends a smooth mouthfeel, making it classic, a classic summer beer. So the category is a wheat beer. Wheat. Uh, it's available March twenty first, two thousand and twenty two, which was yesterday. Ta-da. So check it out. Um, up until September, while supplies last. Um, the alcohol bo- volume is five point eight percent, and the ingredients. They say it's four, but I read five. It's water, barley, wheat, hops. And house ale yeast. So they put anyways, water in this. They do. That's how you. So keep I can hydrate hydrated. myself. Exactly. Um, a twelve point or twelve ounce serving has one hundred eighty seven calories and sixteen point two carbs. I mean, it's Oberon, right? Twenty five IBUs. It is Oberon. It's good. <laughs> it's good. It is good. And it, honestly. <laughs> I got I, lost I, watching uh, hockey that took so long. Look, <laughs> I, honestly, I really, really like this beer. It's one of those like. Love it in the beginning because I'm just getting so excited for summer, and then I just kind of, for some reason, go away from it. But I don't know if I'm going to this year. There's no reason to go away from it. I know, I agree. That's the thing. It's like, yeah, yeah. It, it should be a go-to, and it is for a lot of people. But I agree, I kind of fall away from it. Yeah, midway through. I don't know if I'm going to this year. This might be my my new go-to for the summer. I'm going to say that a lot this summer. If it's craft beer and Michigan sports, we may not be the authority. 
but we love both like a fat kid loves cake. This is State of My Sports. So we got some more NFL news. <laughs> Man, this is comments. This is you got some comments. Got one. Oh boy. Well, Sounds up? like uh, Meyer was out of Oberon, so Carrie is drinking Dragon's Milk White from New Holland Brewing. Wow. Whoa. Different type of beer for sure. That's a completely, like, yeah, opposite <laughs> change of pace right <laughs> goes, there. Well, since you don't have Oberon, I guess I'll, I'll take the complete opposite. <laughs> the complete opposite. <laughs> Give me drunk. <laughs> no, but that's that's a that's an interesting beer for sure. That'll get you where you want to go. Fast. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, but, yeah, uh, another week, another packed NFL drama filled. This is like becoming a soap opera. These quarterbacks, they're all just sleeping around with other people. They invited their girlfriend into hops and their wife at the same time. They yeah. didn't realize it. And their mother. Yeah, these quarterbacks oh. is crazy. And they just keep getting offended. At, like the easiest thing <laughs> <Yeah>. is like. <laughs> I'm offended that you don't like me anymore. Yeah, the girlfriend's like, well, I'm seeing somebody else. Oh, I'm super offended. <laughs> yeah, like what in the world? <laughs> Have some character or something. I don't know. No, but I mean, it, it's absolutely insane. So I'm just going to kind of go through some of them. Um, the first one was actually a, a different diva position. Uh, Devontae Adams was traded. To the Raiders for the 22nd overall pick and the 53rd overall pick, um, and re- they re-signed him for three years, 200 or 22.5 million dollars per season. Uh, Micah, first of all, what do you think about Devonte being gone? It hurts my soul greatly. Uh, he was definitely a huge part to that offense, and Green Bay is certainly going to miss him. Uh, the return. I guess it depends on who you are as a fan. I mean, if you're like a super fan of him individually, you're going to be upset at the return. I think moving forward, you know, given we we got a lot out of him from day one and through the majority of his prime and going on 30 years old, wide receiver in the NFL, you know, I think there's questions out there whether he makes that three- to five-year deal last. Mm-hmm. And – me personally, I'm glad that at this point Green Bay is not hooked to that contract because that's a lot of money. So, um, what, so what do you the, think about the the rumors that the Packers actually offered him more, but he decided he would rather go play for the Raiders for Carr in a hometown? I get all of that stuff. I mean, he played with Carr in college, right? I think he grew up in Vegas area, right? Yeah. So, yeah, like, I get those things, but like, it's it felt like it was setting up. Rodgers, hey, we're running it back. This is the last dance type thing. I know that was last year, but it was kind of lining up to be like, hey, we're going to keep this thing going, and all of a sudden, uh, see ya. I, I, I'm going to go play where I want to for less money and, and for well, with the guy that I want to play with. And yeah, it, just, right. it just seems odd that that connection just broke up by choice of one of the players and not necessarily the team. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, guess I guess from what I'm finding out is that um, – this whole last dance thing, it actually wasn't about Rodgers. It was about Adams because there, there was a lot. Aaron allegedly knew that he was probably going to leave and most likely go to Vegas if they can make it happen. So <clears throat> with Aaron knowing and re-signing, you know, I think that says a lot about where Rodgers stands with the organization. But as far as Adams goes, I mean, apparently he's been a, a lifelong Raiders fan. I mean, from childhood all the way through – high school and college so i mean it's like the stars basically aligned you know with with the way he grew up as a kid loving the raiders and he's got an opportunity to go to the raiders play for the raiders play with this college qb so 
I mean, good for him, and he yeah. got paid. He he deserves every single dime he's getting. I think the fifty million dollars says a lot about Rodgers with the Packers per season. You're saying like the just the money that I mean, meant that that's what it meant. To yeah, him I mean, I think the, the Packers the were going to give up the most for Rodgers, which is why he's still there. Mm. He, he could have gone somewhere else too, but at this point, like you might as well collect as much money as possible with just a few more years left. Um, Adams, though, is it's interesting. I wonder how much what the dynamic is in his farewell. He left out. Rogers, right? He didn't. Mm-hmm. He didn't actually like thank him or talk about that at all. Yeah. He, was, he was just missing. So I wonder if that relationship had anything to do with this. I don't know. Difficult time. I've, you you heard about them being like a pair the whole time, and yeah. like you never heard anything about them having a bad relationship at all. Like that. Not that I'm aware of, and I'm not uh, you know sitting around watching or reading about Packers yeah, all the time. Yeah, exactly. But I wonder if if there was something there that he was just sick of the drama. Or yeah. or he was just like, yeah, screw this, I'm out. Like you, you just you're just too much. It does feel a little bit like that to me. It feels like a, a little bit more of a, you know, I can, I can make my own path. I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna be riding Roger's coattail. I'm not going to s- sit in the half half in half out half wet type thing. And I'm just gonna go do what I want and get away from it. And I I think that's part of it. I really do. All of the drama. All of the angst inside that organization i mean yeah it seems like it's all hunky-dory now but this tells a different story in my opinion i, th- I think with adams too it, it is really interesting to see it will be interesting to see how a, how a season goes because he's not one of those guys that will rely on a great quarterback in my opinion just you watch him run routes and he's open he just he just yeah. has the ability to get the cornerback going the wrong way Mm-hmm. Right, he gets the separation. He can beat him deep. He can beat him short. He's a complete wide receiver. So I think he could have a really big impact on the Raiders. He's going yeah. to, yeah. I mean, like really big. Impact. It's crazy that I, I even think I even think it's a different kind of impact than like a like a Hopkins, you know, for the Cardinals. Like Hopkins relies on his amazing contested catch ability and downfield sometimes, but he's not as complete of a wide receiver, in my opinion. I th- I think Adams has a chance to really make a difference there. Real quick, I didn't want to get a comment. I know we already did our, our beer intros, but um, I saw Mike Workma. He, he told us what he's drinking, and it's Knob Creek Copper One Special Barrel Bourbon, which is fifty-eight percent. Oh, ooh, nice! Whoa! Oh, that sounds so Michael, nice. Michael, do, do you do you smoke your glass or, or your your whiskey at all? I'm curious because I know you got your smoker, which is pretty dang cool. But I was at my friend Justin's this weekend, and he's got one. It's actually like this cutting board, and it's. He's got like a ring cut around it that fits like a some like over top of it, and then the smoker like sits here and then shoots inside the board and shoots through that, and then has little holes and like shoots up, and just fills the the outer glass. It's really cool. Mm, very I, like nice. it almost looked makeable though. Like I, I kind of want to make one. I don't know if it's possible. Good I'm luck. Not, yeah. Yeah, I'm not creative. <laughs> you're gonna I, bore through wood. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe do you, is that what I have to do? I don't know. You're gonna like chisel away. <laughs> like, I want to see him do it. Yeah, I'm just saying. Good luck. <laughs> I'd love to see it though. It's a little ironic that that bourbon's fifty eight percent. We're drinking a five point eight percent. I was like, oh, is that a typo? And I was, oh no, that's definitely that's, bourbon. That's interesting. Interesting. That dragon's milk doesn't have anything on that bourbon. Now. <laughs> it's like we're the lightweights. <laughs> we better start stepping this up, guys. Seriously, I'm gonna add another orange so I get a little more car car in it. <laughs> it lowers the percentage though, right? A little bit. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> um, the next thing that happened, uh, Deshaun Watson was traded to Cleveland. So. <laughs> this time last week, Cleveland was out. They, they didn't. Even, they don't even give a shot. Get a shot anymore. And then, well, Cleveland was back in, and that's where he's going. Um, it, it, so the Deshaun Watson thing, they gave up. So all right, Deshaun Watson, and they got a six rounder for 
a first round pick in 2022, which is 13th overall. Fourth round pick in 2022. Uh, first round pick in 2023. Third round pick in 2023. First round pick in 2024. And a fourth round pick in 2024. Now. What's that famous saying? After the picks? Yeah, right? That, that seems like such a haul for a guy that might be suspended that still might end up going to jail if the, somebody else decides to come out. And like, I know there's still so many questions about this, but let's keep all that aside and talk about him as a quarterback. Is that the type of move that you would have liked the Lions to make? Give up that much for this guy that just sat out a full year? Can I go first? Yeah. Uh, absolutely not where you're at in your rebuild. No way. Houston is so far behind, so beat up, thrown in the mud. They needed that. Oh, that's they, huge. That's they huge for Houston. Huge. That. Yeah. Houston. And for a team like Detroit where you're where you're starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel in a way with that rebuild, no way do you give up all that. No. Well, well and and the character, I think. You know, the Lions have made it a point to say that they're going to build on character on guys that love football but also are great human beings and will invest in the city and all that stuff. I'm not going to sit here and judge Watson, but there are plenty of reasons. You know, you can count the number of cases to Was sit to... 24 yeah, women? <laughs> yeah, to question, to question the character. Yeah. So from that regard, you expect a team like Cleveland to, to sell out for that kind of a talent because they're trying to capitalize on their opportunity as it presents itself right now. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows that's a really talented team and, and you know maybe Baker had too many injuries to overcome last year, uh, but they really felt like they were a quarterback away from being a real contender. And so for them to give up all this, again, this goes back to the Matthew Stafford trade. Was it worth it to give up that big haul for Matthew Stafford? 100%. That yeah. put them over the top and, put, and made them a Super Bowl champion. Yep. So now every team looks at that and says, that is the blueprint. We need the quarterback. We're a quarterback away. We feel like we, you know, that they built similar to the Rams. Defense first, run game like crazy. Offensive weapons, one quarterback away, they pulled the trigger. You know, look at the Chiefs. They've had three first-round picks since 2015. First-round picks do not make good teams that much better, right? You invest, yeah. you go get the difference makers, the top-end the top end talent, and, and that's what they sold out to do. Yeah, I mean, I disagree with the way that they did it because I, I, I don't think Baker Mayfield is, was the problem. Oh, he was last I think, year. I think he was last year, but he was also going through some major injuries. Major injuries. And the team kind of let him down, too, at, at times. Um, the wide receivers weren't that great. I mean, I, I know the peop- the questions with the, the whole Odell Beckham stuff. Look, Odell Beckham doesn't get along with most guys. So I, the fact that Baker Mayfield didn't get along with him, I don't think that's on Baker Mayfield necessarily. Well, it's more that he didn't throw him the ball well. <laughs> <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like you've seen everybody's seen that video now where, yeah. where Beckham's open all the time and but more than that, last year Baker Mayfield took a big step back. And he did. And he but also played through a labrum tear in his shoulder, which I can I personally have gone through and there's no way I could even throw a football ten yards. So I know it might, the severity might have been different, but you can't tell me that it didn't impact his numbers. They were no, they were I, career I, worse. I hundred percent think it did. And and this time last year we're talking about how the Cleveland Browns are on the up and they found their quarterback. They they have the team to win now. If it wasn't for the injuries, what could they have been? I think is, is the problem. And look hey, it's a win now win that, now. That division business. was worse this year than it was the year before, and they won the division the year before, right? And they won a playoff game 
And, I mean, again, I get Deshaun Watson's a better quarterback. I get it. He also just sat out a full year. That can do some damage to a type of player. Um, he might get suspended for six games. He might get suspended for the year. Like, we don't know like, what's going to happen with that. It's, did you did it, you see the way they the the way they structured the contract? I did. Yeah, that's that's interesting. So one million dollars for this year. One million dollars for this so year. That's similar to the way, the way that like when Brady was gonna get the the Deflate Gate suspension. Yeah. They basically back. They made his salary nothing for the first half of the year. Then they restructured it or something like that. Yeah. So I, I think they're gonna redo. They're gonna do that once they know the suspension. Oh, the too. NFL is gonna go crazy. They're gonna hit yeah, it. Yeah. I, I kind of like that. Part I like of when it. people do that to the NFL because yeah, the NFL too. is so messed up with their stupid contract rules, make it way more difficult than it needs to be. Suspensions. Well, yeah, I mean, it's just <laughs> if the teams find a way around it. Go ahead and let them. Like, you can't get mad at it for being having stupid rules. What, what I think is fascinating about this whole situation is how much leverage Deshaun Watson had in this scenario where he has. <laughs> right, twenty plus suits against him. <laughs> you know he's he's got, he's going through so much legal trouble, and yet he has a no trade clause, and the world wanted him, and he's like naming his shots. Like you calling his shots. He's like, I don't, I don't want to go there. I'm going there. Like he had he had the ultimate choice. He gets the most guaranteed money in like league history. I think incredible. Yeah, yeah. guaranteed, and like I I think he he came out and said he wanted to play <laughs> in a dome. Right. Yeah. So now they're going to Cleveland, so the going joke is, are they going to build them a dome? Because <laughs> they got all that money because they, they're not giving them money this year. You know, Ben Roethlisberger had... getting a dome, isn't that what half the issue was in the first place? Or yeah. No? Well, see, got him in trouble exactly. Like, like, asking for it. dome? I know you guys were talking about, like, character guys coming to Detroit <laughs> and fitting the mold, oh, but hilarious. I heard that Deshaun Watson liked getting his kneecap bitten. <laughs> I think he would have worked perfect with Dan Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> no knee troubles there. <laughs> so, oh, so, uh, so, all right. So, no, but fascinating, right? It is fascinating. He just is. like calls his shots, and he's he's over there <laughs> like crazy, getting suits thrown out at him and everything. He's just like, doesn't matter. Everybody wants me. I just he's healthy. He just took a year off. Like it might be good in some <laughs> cases. It might true. be bad. I don't know. Like the world has no idea, but that they but they paid for him. The opt outs had a good year in the pros this year. For, so you never know. Maybe that's a thing. Super maybe that's healthy. A new, maybe that's the new thing. Just play yeah. every other year, and you're really good. What was that comment from the was it the Legion or Region? The team Region. Team Region on on YouTube, right? Yeah. Question. Thoughts on the Bears wild card remaining free agency. Um, oh. Tyron and Wagner. Oh, sorry, sorry, man. I, I don't give a flying. You know what about the Bears? I don't know what kind of card, like wild <laughs> oh. card and like who Uno or something. I wild card. I don't know, man. I, because yeah. I, who, thanks who for thanks for watching and commenting, but I think I don't have any insight on the Bears. I think they're like the only team in the NFL <laughs> that got like a negative D or F grade <laughs> because they didn't do anything in free agency. I mean, the they were already a bad team and they didn't improve and at they all. They gave up Khalil Mack for basically nothing. And they still don't have a quarterback. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I they, agree with you they there. They don't have a quarterback. Yeah. I mean, that'll be interesting. I I don't think the quarter. I think the quarterback is, is half the issue there. And they I, just lost Allen Robinson. They're going to be bad. I hope that the Lions lose to him twice, though, and we get a better draft pick because I don't think the Lions are contending this year. Super Bowl. I think he's going to sing a different tune come season. Oh, yeah. yeah. One, for one one crazy win. month in August, I'll be talking way yeah. bigger. <laughs> way bigger game. OTAs? No, oh, I, yeah, appreci- I do appreciate the comment <laughs> and getting involved. But We got another one that well, just came in, too, from Mike. He said, uh, he said just be sure to shut down the massage parlors in Cleveland, but I'm thinking we should invest some of this state <laughs> of my sports in the state of Cleveland massage parlor. I, uh, yeah, that's not – 
I could go either way. We got a table that's kind of like a massage. Yeah, table. we could do we could do like a flight segment. <laughs> yeah, live live from the parlor. <laughs> exactly. We'll just live stream it. <laughs> so you talked about a dome. You want a dome <laughs> stadium? So we're no. Should we stop? Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's up to you, man. <laughs> Anyways, it brings up the, the the biggest question for me is is Baker. Have we ever been banned for reasons not oh. copyright? I don't <laughs> think so. I think as long as we don't say this is for children, we're good. Yeah, there's okay. a first and it, we, for I never Ryan. checked the box that's for children. So. Well, I mean, like the, when it's posted. Got it, got but anyways, yeah. um, but what, Baker Mayfield, what does it what does it do for him? Obviously, he's not happy. He wasn't happy before, like w- even when Cleveland got cons- considered out. Um, so what what happens with this guy? It, are the Lions an option for him? What, what do you guys think? Where do you think he ends up? And then for who? You, for who are you Baker about? Mayfield? Baker? No, I don't think so. You don't think Lions are an option? No, I don't think Baker's a franchise guy, a franchise difference maker. I think. Do you think Goff is? No, I think they're okay, very so similar. Are, so, okay. So, so why go back to the same route? We're, we're in this for the long haul. Where it, basically, I think what the Lions need to do is get in the Brown situation where your defense is set, your offensive line set, your running game set. You got some weapons around, and you're a quarterback away. That's what it feels like they're driving towards. And maybe they invest in their quarterback in the draft this year if they love their guy. But we've talked about yeah, it. They don't yeah. need to. Yep. Okay. What were you insinuating though? About what the dome thing? N- n- no, no, sorry. <laughs> well, when two people love each other, or have, or one has or a lot not of money, love each other, but like each other a little bit, yeah. <laughs> Especially during spring break, this, <laughs> this time of year for college kids. If it's you have hierarchy. not hit that subscribe button, hit that subscribe button, everyone. <laughs> yeah, for real. No, about about Baker versus Goff. What were you kind of getting at there? I, so the way I look at it is, I don't want to trade for a guy like Baker. But like, let's say he gets released and he's he's available. We have the cap space. I wouldn't mind taking a flyer on him and create that competition and let these guys duel it out because I think they're both very competitive guys and and they're both gonna be pissed. They're both ready to show that they have something left I, in this I league. I agree with so, that. Like I, you asked okay. me if, I, if we trade for him, I don't want to give oh, up I, assets I, okay. for him. I, I agree. Okay, would you take him on the team if he was a release? Yeah, sure, absolutely. Okay. Do you think he's an upgrade from Goff? I think he's an upgrade. Yeah, I do too. Yep. And that's where I think the what what I I think is important for the Lions is why not? Like, let's say he does get released. I think he's going to. I don't think anybody's going to give up um, much. It's, it's interesting. And right the now. carousel's pretty much the people that aren't in like that are in like a half win now or like can we get a little better mode? Is a quarterback a missing piece? I, I feel like everybody's found their quarterback. Or they're waiting for next year's quarterback. Or they're class. waiting for yeah next yeah um that's a good point. Like the Falcons. Yeah, who just signed Mariota, which is yeah it's a one year or, or it's a it's a two year. Yeah, yeah, but, but I, still but, it's a bridge but, quarterback. Yeah. Um. Anyways, it's like I would I think he fits with the lines, and I I think he's a massive upgrade from Goff. I really do. I think talent wise, they're they're similar, but what I think. Mayfield has that Goff doesn't is that fiery in instinct to be like I'm going to take a chance because Goff is very very safe and we we saw that last year he's very safe about what he does still makes a lot of mistakes which is weird that they kind of they don't go hand in hand but with Goff they do and I think the the ceiling is potentially there for and it, it's more of a personality thing than a quarterback thing quarterback talent thing I think it's a little bit of both but more or less I would rather this type of um Attitude, be the one that's like, "Hey, I'm I'm the bridge guy now," unless I'm your long term guy, and I can prove that I can be your long term guy. 
And that's where I'm going to go back. And I would take Mayfield over Goff, hands down, right now. And I understand the, 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 the people that don't like Baker Mayfield and his attitude and stuff like that. But, hey, I'll always take a guy that sticks a flag in the middle of the Ohio See, State Stadium. I've always <laughs> been, ever since like his late college days, I've been a fan of Baker Mayfield. He's always had that that will to win the will to win mentality. Mm-hmm. He has that chip on his shoulder. He plays with every single week, and I could not agree more that Baker Mayfield and his attitude, mm-hmm. like his positive, oh. competitive, hungry attitude, fits more the Detroit style than Jared Goff. I think Jared Goff is the most complete opposite of attitude you want in the city of Detroit for a football team. Well. I will say though, if you think that he's an immediate upgrade based on last year's performance, the answer is no. No, golf was better than Baker Mayfield last year. I agree with that. The upside is what you're betting mm-hmm. on that he yeah. he finds some kind of rejuvenated, you know, previous version of himself or his or his shoulder heals. Gets healthy, yeah, and he gets healthy behind and he a feels really good. good offensive line. Yeah, sure. Like, can he put a better numbers? Yes, I d- I do think he can put a better numbers. I don't think he's the type of quarterback that I want long term because I want my quarterback to be the one that is the reason for us winning games year after year after year. I, I don't think Baker Mayfield John, gives you that. can you pull up his, his stats from not last year but the year before as, as we keep this conversation going? Because I, I'm, I'm curious if we're underestimating what he does have the ability to do. And honestly, I don't know. I don't know his numbers. But for some reason, two years ago, I feel like he had an unbelievable year and his numbers were, were elite. And I'm not saying he's an MVP candidate. I don't think he's ever going to be that. But, I mean... There's probably three MVP candidates, right? Most most years. Right now, it's Rodgers, Mahomes, I mean Brady, I guess. But like, who else? Who else really is elite status? Court- Sean jo- Watson. J- yeah. Bills. Allen. Josh. Yeah. Josh Allen. I mean, we we had but- Deshaun Watson <laughs> and Josh Allen in the same rankings basically last year. Yeah. We, we they were like mm-hmm. two somewhere between two and four in the league, ranked. Yeah. All right, 2020, Baker yeah. Mayfield, 62.8% completion percentage. Pretty low. 3,563 yards. Average. 26 TDs, 8 picks, 95.9 passer rating. Yeah, QB that's, ra- that's or pretty QBR, good. QBR. That's sorry. pretty good. It is pretty good. Yeah. I, I would take that over Goff. And, and I don't know, man. I, I just There's something about his attitude that I think would really fit. Like Micah said, I think – the swag, the the edge that he plays on, and the dude's playing with a chip on his shoulder his whole career. That's where he's gotten where he is. He now he's gonna have an even bigger chip on the other shoulder. No, not injury pun or anything like that. Um, but but maybe though. Yeah, <laughs> I just I don't know. I think he's got something. I think he cares. I think you know what? I think Sam Howell reminds me of Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I he has a lot of the same like characteristics he, he or traits. Have the 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 um. The negative stuff, I guess, if you will. Yeah, but he's got the cockiness. A he, little bit. He can run. He can escape. Yeah. Uh, he, he's a tough guy, a uh, little undersized as a quarterback, not afraid to throw down the field. I almost think there's more upside in something like that. I'd rather invest in something that we don't know the limitation of at this point rather than we know we know his cap. And that's my that's my. So you think you know Mayfield. the cap of Mayfield? I do, yeah. I think we've seen it. All right. I think it would be a total Lions move to bring him in because then our last three starting quarterbacks would have been all number one overall <laughs> that's picks. That's a good point. When's the last time that or any time that's happened in the NFL? Yeah, number one overall pick 
Why, uh, yeah, quarterbacks. Yeah, that, three straight. That's double. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that is insane. It um, just might have to happen. <laughs> uh, a couple more things, and I kind of want to move through these a little quicker because we're going a little longer than I wanted to. But uh, Matt Ryan was traded to the Colts for a 2022 third round pick. Uh, then the Falcons went out and signed Marcus Mariota to a two year, uh, $18.75 million contract. Um, do you think that makes the the Falcons out on quarterbacks this year? Because I still see them, you know, mock to those things. I don't. I asked it, but I don't want to ask it because I think we just got to keep this thing moving. I think the um, Falcons are in for a quarterback for the draft this year yeah. as an experiment. Yeah, um, and what a freaking trade for the Colts! Holy cow! Yeah, I mean for what they gave up the year before Huge for wins. Yeah, Mass, massive upgrade for giving up even less. I, I and you think, know the professional like uh, I think it, that team's built to win. And I think Matt Ryan is high still character. is still a hit, high character, and I think he's a high talent guy too. Yeah, I think he, is he was on one of yeah. the worst rosters the last three years, I think, and that has a lot to do with why he's been so bad, er, and he hasn't even been that bad. But why the win losses are that bad? He's going to be a Philip Rivers, just a, a better version of. I him. think he's a way better version than Philip Rivers. Yeah, um, and better than than Carson Wentz, obviously. Um, the, my my thought was like with all this quarterback carousel and like a lot of these. Quarterback hungry teams making trades, signing guys. That does it make you feel like the whole draft is almost out on on the the talent that's in this for the, for the quarterback? Like I, I think the Falcons still could draft like let's say Malik Willis and make him more of a project underneath a Mariota um, until he until he beats him out for for the job. But like with all this happening, like the the Washington, I think got, got a quarterback right or like. There's so many teams. Or Panthers still still need one, but I don't know. Just teams. The Saints just resigned James Winston, so it's like it makes me feel like they don't trust this quarterback and it, this quarterback class. It makes me even more nervous that the Lions are going to take one because we're, they're going to be wrong. But I don't know. Just t- conversation for another day. Yeah, unless you got something quick. Well, I think there's a a better chance now of the Lions trading out a number two. Because somebody's going to trade up for a quarterback, then before all this, really? Ma- so you think happened. there's a more a better chance? I think there's too many teams that just got a quarterback that are going to be competitive, and somebody's going to be searching for that next one. And I think you still uh, got Jimmy Garoppolo out there too. Yeah, that's yeah, but again, they know their ceiling. There's there's some there's some uh, draft capital with some unknown ability out there, and that's yeah. going to lure somebody in. I think that just makes me think of how important a franchise quarterback is, high-end talent quarterback. That's what Matthew Stafford was for the Lions, and the Lions fans were just terrible about it. Half of them, I should say. Probably not even half. Probably more like 40%, yeah, but the loudest losing. ones. Yeah. Um, but Stafford signed a four-year contract extension uh, for $160 million to for finish his career in L.A. Um, I don't. I still hold on to hope that he ends as a Lion, but we're going to have to trade for him when the time comes. <laughs> and I don't like that. We're not. It's gonna happen. Give it up. It's gonna happen. So we'll get some some lines. Lions talk it here, out. then we'll get into the mock draft quick. How how are we doing on time there, John? We gotta move. Yeah, he says we gotta move. He said he doesn't he doesn't even wanna get on air. He doesn't even wanna say it because he knows it's yeah, gonna waste time. So nodding. I'm just explaining it to waste even more time. Good um idea. Lions sign are gonna sign cornerback Mike Hughes to a one year Deal three point five million dollars. He was twenty five years old. Spent the two thousand twenty one season with the Kansas City Chiefs. He was a first round pick of the Minnesota Vikings in two thousand eighteen, and played his first three years for the Vikings. He's coming off his best NFL season after struggling 
while while primarily working in the slot in Minnesota. Hughes played almost exclusively on the outside in Kansas City and turned in a much much better results. What do you think about that signing, Ryan? Real quick. Yeah, I really like it. High upside. He he rated like number two, I think, last year in all cornerbacks in in head to head matchups and in, in coverage. Yeah. So on the outside. So I think that there's just high upside there. You know, he's got a great um, athletic ability. He's always been injured. He broke his neck one one year. Oh really? Yeah. He he. I think he tore his ACL his rookie year, so he's never been on the field except for last year, and his PFF gradings were, looked really good. Yeah, one thing that I found interesting was I, I remember uh, like four or five weeks into the season, everybody was talking about how bad the Chiefs' pass defense was, and then it got very quiet about that yeah. very quickly. Yep. And I'm wondering if he had a lot to do with that, like this him starting to learn his role and, and not necessarily becoming like a shutdown corner or anything like that, but just – being serviceable, and I think that's what the Lions need. They don't need short shutdown corner because you should have that with Akuda if if that's where he's going to play. And honestly, the way Warrior stepped up, he became that type of guy. It's Not depth. shut down, it's depth, but though. it's depth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I, I like seeing it. The only weakness he had last year in his gradings was uh, touchdowns because he is a little undersized. I think he's like okay. five foot ten. So in the, in red, the red zone, zone they would just stuff. toss it up, and he was always left on an island, which tells you they they're confidence in him being by himself out there so okay I, I love the signing i think it's only high upside nothing to lose uh they signed raven linebacker chris board uh board has spent all four years of his nfl career with the baltimore ravens the 26 year old was originally an undrafted free agent from north dakota state spent most of his t- first two seasons playing special teams his defensive reps increased over 2020 and 2021 where he was on the field for 33 percent of the raven snaps he notched a career-high 41 tackles in 16 games for the Ravens last year. Uh, not a splash by any means, just a depth guy. And depth guy. potentially a cut candidate if we draft N'Kobe Dean, Devin Lloyd, or, or like a high-end Christian Harris, uh, Chad Muma. Like if, if we find our, our better linebacker in the draft, it seems like a, a guy that you can kind of push away. But... There's, also there are some guys. yeah there are some NFL executives that have have ranked him the best special teams players uh, the best special teams player in the NFL like that. for the last four years all right so this guy is is so really he good. has a role he's a former safety in college so he's fast he does cover pretty well as a linebacker I think he could get a niche role in there and yeah I think absolutely again high upside no real risk here it's not like you're investing a lot of money he's a good athlete and, and the Lions free agency and and offseason as a whole very safe very non-committal short-term deals like you're seeing it they're not making any splashes they're sticking to their plan and they're being very very patient um and not ruffling any feathers like that i feel like really, that's, that's yeah. what we're seeing here really quick what what we're really seeing is that they're they've identified some of their core that they want to continue to build around and the players have also invested in return back into their coaches and said i want to be here for them and that just confirms all the things that we wanted out of this team uh, about the coaches establishing an atmosphere where players are prioritized and, and the, the co- coaches are honest and everything. Mm-hmm. You see guys like Tracy Walker, uh, name some some of the others. Alex Anzalone comes back. We, yep. We've got um, Edge Rusher. Um, Charles Harris. Charles Harris coming back. So they all also the now are going to start build- – <laughs> Yeah, well, they're going to start building a reputation for if you come and do the right things according to the, what the coaches are looking for, they're going to support you in return we'll and they're going to they're going to yeah. take care of you. Yeah, and they're f- the, and uh, one thing I think this regime's doing, and, and I should s- stick to Dan Campbell when it comes to this, way better than uh, Matt Patricia. It's like 
he's putting players in place to be the leaders. And he's not saying, I'm the leader, I'm the guy, I know what I'm doing, I'm the one that has Super Bowls with, with the Patriots, and this is my way or the highway. He's bringing in guys to lead the, in the, the actual players. And he's not trying to be that leader necessarily. You know what I mean? Like, and I and I, I always think of it as a hockey term, and like the way a hockey locker room is, is you put your captain as you are the buffer between the head coach, who's an a hole, and the players that need to hear it a little differently. So you can be yelling at the team, this, this, and this, and making everybody mad at you. But as long as you have the leaders saying what he really means is this, what we need to do is this, and you know what I mean? Like that's where it is. You have that that filter as the leaders inside the locker room instead of the head coach being like, I'm the lead. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's, Oh, absolutely. You and see, I feel like it's what we're seeing in the outside perspective. Obviously we, we don't know the ends, but no, the, you see it with the players and the Patricia and Dan Quinn, you saw all the players leaving. You saw the drama. You saw Dar- yeah. Darius Slay, you know, we traded or we got rid of Darius Slay. We let him go. And then, we brought in Jeffrey Okuda as his replacement. And what yeah. were we saying at the time? This is a one-for-one. One. It's a wash. Like it was, he, yeah. Best case scenario is Jeff, Jeff Okuda is really good, and he is exactly what we just lost in Darius Slay, so it didn't make your team any better. Mm-hmm. What we're seeing with this regime is that the players want to stick around. They want to be a part of something special, rebuild. And there are the guys who stand out like the Charles Harris, like um, Tracy Walker, they're like, no, I want to see where this goes. I like the I like the direction where the, where the coaches have been yeah. going, and I think that they're really well respected, and that that word will get around. The rest of the league will hear that. The players know. Yep, and I think the the next order of business is to find out that these players want to stay, not only because it's the only place they're going to get playing time, but because they believe in what this is building. You know what I mean? Because you can find that hey, I'm going to stay because they hey, bet this on is, themselves. Yeah, but but at the same time, it's like I'm not going to go anywhere else and get playing time, so. That's why I'm staying. They're betting on themselves you know what I mean? again. Yeah, but I they're don't trying know. to prove themselves. I, I think that's a, a really. It, it'll be interesting to see how how it all goes down. They also signed Garrett Griffin, tight end from the Saints. Uh, nothing to really get into about that. Just he's the Dan Campbell of, of this Owen seventeen team. No, I'm just kidding. The, not, he's the Dan Campbell of the <laughs> of the uh, Lions tight end group here. So uh, we're gonna get into our mock draft five point I didn't write down who this was, and I should have. I, I said I was going to do that, and I, I didn't. But anyways. Why don't you take credit for it? This is my mock draft. I came up with this mock draft. Duh. State of my sports mock draft. 5.0. Um, but anyways. I think we're going to stick to what we usually do. I'm going to tell you guys who's available, and, that, and you'll give me who you who you'll take at two, and then we'll do our perfect pair at 32 and 34. You guys go with that? Yeah, let's do it. All right, perfect. So... The Jags are on the clock, and their pick is in. This is why we're going to really have to, what we're going to have to start talking about. What we do when Aiden Hutchinson's off the board, because that seems to be what's going to happen. So, the Jags select Aiden Hutchinson, edge out of Michigan. So, here we are. Lions are on the clock. You have everybody available except for Aiden Hutchinson. You guys tell me when your pick's in. Because I don't know what I'm going to do here. <laughs> My pick is in. With the second overall pick, Detroit Lions, I have them taking Kayvon Thibodeau. I just I cannot get behind some of the guys who rise up the board just because of the combine. I, I won't do it. 
I think Kayvon's got some natural ability that some of the guys, other guys don't. I'm assuming that his character flaws or whatever the rumors are are just rumors. That's it. Uh, and and I, I'm taking him. Highest upside. So would you take him over Trayvon Walker? Yes. You like him way better than Trayvon Walker? I, I can't get behind Trayvon Walker. Just because of that, the, the combine. I can't get behind him because of his tape, because what I see, what I oh, see really? of you. Okay. I, I think he has a special ability to track guys down and to just get in open field and run uh, in def- as a defensive end. But he does not – he's not polished. He does not have the moves to get around guys. He relies too much on his strength and length a- at this point. And he was never really let loose at Georgia either, so there's probably untapped potential there. But, no, I don't, I don't think he's polished enough. I want somebody that gets to the quarterback is not just another Trey Flowers. All right. My pick's in. Ekem, Kwanwu. Whoa! Offensive lineman, right? I think... So, he's a tackle. Yeah. But people are saying he can play guard. And that's what I want to see, is I feel like you, you insert him in guard, you complete continue to invest in this offensive line, and what does that do? It allows him to develop, and then also it makes Taylor Decker expendable, where I think we can really get true value for him on the trade market when we need to. I I know I keep going back to this move on from from, from him, and I feel bad because I like Taylor Decker, but he's not... He's developed into a good left tackle. He has. Yeah. But these guys coming out of the draft time and time again are higher quality, higher upside guys that I feel like we're missing out on because... We feel like we're set at offensive line. So why not Evan Neal? Because I like the flexibility that Iquan Wu brings. And is that how you say it? Is that, I don't even know how Evan, you... Evan Neal played guard as a sophomore or as a, as a freshman, right tackle as a sophomore, and left tackle as a junior. But he's a little more undersized, a little more athletic. No, no, Evan Neal, we're saying. No, I know, Iquan Wu is. Oh, okay, okay. Is a little more undersized, a little more athletic. That I think fits the guard position in the NFL a little bit more. And then when, if and when we move on from Taylor Decker, you move. Um. Oh my gosh, I can't make Penny Sewell to the left, and then keep Aquanu on the right because he has that little bit more athleticism. That's what I like. I know it's 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 not it's not what we should do. I know that in my head. I know that. <laughs> But at the same time, at this spot, it's I don't want to take this. What's left over at, at edge? You don't want edge. I don't want to take a safety because they're telling me he's the best player available. I don't want to take a corner. I, I want to take the players that you're supposed to take in the top five, and I don't want to take a quarterback because no, I don't like enough. the quarterbacks. That's fair enough. I see the argument there. I'm going to change it. I know I am. Yeah. But that's where I'm at right now, and. I hope I change my it's mind. It's a tough one because I, really I don't think Trayvon Walker is second overall, and Kayvon is still there's there's question marks all over it. Honestly, I would take after that if if it, Jordan Davis is the one that I, I actually would like, and I'm in trade down mode, like must find a way to trade down, but we're not able to do that in mock drafts. So take the right guy that you should take in a top five pick. If not, take Jordan Davis. That's where I'm at right now. Micah, do you have a pick? <laughs> yeah, I do. Pick us then. John, you're next, buddy. We got <laughs> With the second overall pick, the Detroit Lions select Kayvon Thibodeau. Right. Kayvon Thibodeau, it was either going to be between him or Evan Neal. And 
I, I like adding to the offensive line for any team. It, it, you, you can't. It's never a bad can't thing to do. Have enough elite talent on the on the offensive line, but again, Kayvon Thibodeau with Aiden Hutchinson up there as well. It, it's like a one A one B or just a, a one two, and you, you guys have already touched on these these uh, nuances with these guys. But really, what it comes down to is it, this is the talent on the field, and I get there's locker room things, but. These guys are coming from college. They're not coming from two different locker rooms a couple seasons before. They're coming from college. They're raw. They're going to adapt to the locker room itself. I wouldn't or, hate it. I wouldn't hate it. Thibodeau has always fought through injury, too. He's, he's always played through injury. I think he gets a little bit of crap for maybe quitting on a couple plays. I don't know. I, I don't Campbell hate it. I really don't. Do that. I just no. I need to... I need to convince myself that that's the right pick. And I was high on that pick for a long time, even over Aiden Hutchinson. And I don't know. I think I'm listening to many opinions, and it's messing with well, my head. I, the Hutchinson about, number one about dynamic the Thibodeau, changes it, it's changes it so much, and that sucks. And but I don't want Kyle Hamilton. Real quick. I was going to try and say that in a, in a nice way because yeah. you do believe in your GM. I don't think you should be this worked up about whether Brad Holmes selects this guy or that guy. You do believe in Brad Holmes and what he's doing. I believe in I mean, Brad. I believe in Brad Holmes, but I also am nervous to pick to be the GM that picks the wrong guy again because we've seen that too many times in Detroit. John, that's fair. I mean, you guys both took Thibodeau, and that was my pick. Perfect, love it. Hey, Do you want to explain it to us again? <laughs> I think we're good on, on Thibodeau. No, I mean, it's good to draft on the defensive side of the ball. I do like getting an offensive lineman, too, because you got to get these guys on the rookie contract and take advantage of their size and athleticism while they're young. It's easier to work with rookie interior linemen on the offensive side of the ball than it is to draft or uh, pick somebody up in free agent that's got anything left in the tank. All right. At number two, the pick is in for the Lions. Actually, I'll, I'll do that at the end. All right. I'm going to do that at the end and tell you all three of his picks. Sure. All right. On the fly. Texans sure. take Evan Neal. Sure. Jets take Kayvon Thibodeau. Giants take Ikem Ikwanwu. Ikwan- Ik- i got to learn how to say that. Ikwanwu. Uh, Giants Very take good. Kyle Hamilton. First quarterback off the board to the Falcons, Malik Willis. This was after the trade – or sorry, the signing of, of Marcus Mariota. So they still have them uh, taking a quarterback. Uh, a couple other things. Commanders take Drake London at 11. Uh, Devin Lloyd, 13 to the Texans. Seems a little high, personally. Jordan Davis went to the Eagles at 15. They also took Chris Olave at 16. Hmm. Garrett Wilson went 18 um, to the Saints. Matt Corral went to the Steelers at 20. Jahan Dotson went to the Packers at 22. Wow. Let's go. Interesting. I'm not a big Jahan Dotson guy, and that would make me even less of a Jahan Dotson guy. I thought you were. No, I'm not. Oh, okay. I do not I like was. him. Oh, yeah. Me too. I like him. Um, Cowboys t- select Tyler Linderbaum, who's the offensive tackle. Nope. Center. Or, sorry, center. Thank Why you. is he falling in oh. all these mock drafts? Uh, center position in yeah. general. Yeah. I think some of the positions where he was going to go early, they just have kind of reprioritized after free agency. Jamison Williams, 28 to the Packers. They went back-to-back wide receivers. They have to, right? <laughs> yeah. Interesting, yep. interesting Good thing. Luck, yeah. Um, Dolphins next take Nakobe Dean at twenty nine. Chiefs boy Mafi, um, and then Bengals at thirty one take David Ajabo, who obviously we already talked about. 
tore his Achilles. I I have heard some guys keeping him in their first rounds though, just because he's it's this is not a career injury like it used to be. Yep, but it is not a win now type team to to pick him. Bengals are thinking their win now because they had that nice little run and have a, have a great old time. They're not going to take a guy that's going to be out three quarters, if not the whole season, and let this guy develop. That's where I'm like, or at the end of the like, year, he's fresh he and he's fa- coming back. If he falls back. into twenty, he's not going to get p- picked in the first round. I don't. I really don't think he will. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah, but somebody's going to look at this as an opportunity to get him when he when he's falling. So, all right. Um, so that puts the lines on the clock at thirty-two. Sorry. And I got a best player available list. Where is it? I know I have it somewhere, but anyways. Lions are on the clock, and I, I want to. Son of a gun. Where are they? Best available. I found it. We're good. <laughs> He's got it. I could, I could have told you this. Best players available quarterbacks. You got Sam Howell, Desmond Ritter. Wide receivers. You got Trey Lumberg, Sky Moore, George Pickens. Offensive lineman, Bernard Raymond, who's the central Michigan guy. Um, defense. You got Kyir Elam, Jalen Petrie, Daxon Hill, Lewis Seen, Jaquan Brisker, Leo, Ch- Leo Chanel. Uh, Chad Muma, Christian Harris, Nick Benito, Arnold Ebiketti. So what I want to do is, is come up with a perfect pair, assuming that the Jaguars are going to not pick somebody. Pick one of these guys. Hmm. Uh, the perfect pair. Yep, so okay, who so you would take at 32 and who would you take at 34? My pick's in at 32. And I am... Sprinting up to take Traylon Burks. Oh yeah, love that. That's who I think the Packers should take over Jahan Dotson personally. But I'm glad that they didn't in this mock draft, and I hope that they don't because <laughs> if Traylon Burks falls to 32, you are sprinting up there and you are taking him so fast. For me, at least. Anybody? Yeah, my pick is in. It's the same. I already had it written down. Traylon Burks. If he falls that far, I don't, he didn't really have that great of a combine. And I, I love it. He did not run as fast as I thought, but you watch his film, you watch the tape, dude flies. And I he, like him. And he's got game speed. He I, plays fast. Huge hands, goes up and gets the ball. I think he's an all-around receiver. You can even throw What he short. did against teams like Alabama, oh, like yeah. the, the, the high-end talent defenses, he, he was a stud. The, the, the and mix, that's what I care the about. The mix between the, just being a wide wide receiver, but also having the physical skills he has, I, I love it. Yeah, Micah, do you have one? I do. Pick us in. The Lions select Sam Howell. Interesting. I don't hate it. I, I don't it. hate it, but I need to find a way to love it. Fall in love with this guy again. I'll go I back will to show it. you how you're going to love it with the next pick. All right. So 34. Micah's picks in. Snake draft. <laughs> with the 34th pick, the Lions select Traylon Burks. Oh, yeah, I guess that would be a good Yeah, we could have do done that. Yeah. <laughs> no. That's what I was getting and at. You got the fifth year option. In my, in my opinion, I would rather take him in the in in the first round so you have that fifth-year option. But I see what you're doing. Nothing you, wrong with it. You got to be fifth-year on a quarterback. Yeah. yeah. yeah that, if you're going to take quarterback, you do it with a quarterback or with a wide receiver. I get what you're doing. I, I, don't, I can't believe I got so mad about that, knowing that you could have taken him at 34. <laughs> <laughs> that was dumb of me. What did I, I, do? like, I like Howell, though. <laughs> I'm All not, right. not going to take quarterback here, though. Neither. Is he a, uh, Neither. 
Do you guys get your, are your picks in? Yeah, I got it written down. All right, John, you're I did my homework. Jackson Hill. <laughs> if we can't get Aiden Hutchinson, you got to get Daxon Hill. Oh, Johnny. I like Dax. You, you think can, he fits with the, what the Lions do? I don't know. Does that white outfit in your hand, Sam? I'm trying to figure out what you had written <laughs> oh, down shoot, there at 34. You can go meet him. <laughs> I wrote your pick huh? down. <laughs> when? Uh, April 12th. Oh, okay. At Legends? <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, nice. Him and Aiden. Let's go. The Black I, The Blackmore family is commenting right now uh, oh, well, whether yeah. whether or not the the Red Wings will hold on versus the Flyers. Ooh, it's getting close. Well, I mean, it's it's about winning by one by two, so you got the empty net p- potential, and we'll see. I mean, I'm I'm watching it. I'm watching the Blackmore family. I hope your mortgage isn't riding on this one. So is it yes or no? Jeez. Oh, <laughs> Wings or no? Is that a, is that a coworker that you talked into betting on the the game tonight, Sam? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did someone like pink slip their van? They're betting their family's <laughs> van. Does, yeah. Does, does he know your record in the Wednesday parlay yet or no? <laughs> no. I don't, th- I don't <laughs> think he listens to the podcast. No. This is his first. No, he's he's timed in or chimed in a few times. Oh, Sam, what are you thanks using for, the stapler for? Watching, for? Jeff. What are you using the stapler for, Sam? How, I'm, did, I'm putting my bets together. I'm just wondering how we're doing with the other parts of our parlay that this game rides on. But anyways, Ryan, your pick's in. You said right. Oh. Yeah, my pick is in. Um, I will go with Leo Chanel, linebacker out of Wisconsin. Okay, so my pick's in. Then we'll talk. Muma? Christian Harris. Oh, okay. I like linebacker Harris. out of Alabama. Yeah, I like now, Christian Harris. I, f- I feel like Harris benefited from a good combine, and I feel like that's going to be your argument. But why why Chanel over, over Harris? Or what, why Chanel out of all the linebackers? He's got Muma there, too. Yeah, and I really like Muma, and I, I actually really like Christian Harris, too. And Harris is more the speed guy, and he, he hits hard and everything. I, I started looking more at the numbers of Leo Chanel, and he actually ranks for PFF in college football. He has the second highest rating ever in college football for, for a linebacker. Why, is that hmm. why pro football really? focus has him ranked as high as you do, as they do? I think they linebackers. do. Yeah, I think that's the, one of the reasons, yes. Yeah. Um, who who is guess who the only player who has a higher ranking than him is in college football history? Like uh, since, since since they started coming out with it, is it defense? No, no, or d- at that line position? Ba- linebacker. Yeah, linebacker. Sorry. Oh. Linebacker. Sorry, Devin. Um, um, Devin, Devin White. I'll give you a hint. Two years ago, Big Ten. Oh oh oh, Derek Barnes. No, Mike, Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons. The only linebacker that is a higher PFF grade at linebacker three than three years ago that he played though, right? Or no, no, it was two years ago. Right. Yeah, two years ago. So I don't so know. He's I saw, out of Wisconsin. Wisconsin, yeah. Okay. I started looking into him more, and I just I, he he's he reminds me of just like the overall linebacker. I don't want a specialty linebacker like a, a speed guy or this type of guy. I just want a linebacker that we can count on. I think he just does everything well. I feel like the linebacker position is one of those crapshoots because you got obviously uh, Nicobe Dean and. Um, Oh my gosh, his name escaping me. Devin Lloyd as like the two hands down best players, right? Yeah. Or best linebackers. Um, and it, but then you get this next group where it's um, Leo Chanel, Chad Muma, Christian Harris, all, Nick, all Nick Benito, yeah. and, and Nick Benino, right? All in there that they all seem to be just like vary throughout the draft. Yeah, the specialties. The different drafts and yeah. stuff. I think it's just it, in in a lot of ways, and this is where I I feel like I have to check out. I feel like linebackers such a um, 
scheme oriented type type thing. Like you're you're gonna get your quarter your linebacker, your quarterback of your defense to fit what you want to do on defense, yep. right? Yep. And that's where like I have to is I have a hard time seeing that and understanding each different team like each team's scheme and what they want to do. Now I always think linebacker Ravens. Like I feel like whatever it is they're doing, their linebackers are always making plays. And same with the Steelers and stuff like that. Like so what what, what linebackers fit what the Lions are doing? Because well, you see Derek Barnes, you see Anzalone, yeah. and it feels like one thing. Does Christian Harris not fit that? Is that what I'm missing? No, Christian Harris could absolutely fit that with Derek Barnes because Barnes is the big body guy that sheds blockers and, and takes up space. So isn't that what Chan- Leo Chanel is? Or no? He, he can do a little bit of both. He, he's an athletic enough to play the outside or the middle of whatever whatever you need to him and that's where I feel like what he's not scheme dependent okay which is the reason I kind of went right. that route but there's arguments to be made all around and I actually think Kyrie Elam too out of Florida yeah little quarterback little yeah he he had a good enough uh combine to me to prove how fast he actually is he skyrocketed where he, up. he brought me back yeah. in that mindset of like okay he's not only physical but he's actually fast enough he's capable as well so yeah It'll be and Dax Hill, like I think Dax Hill is a good a good option here as well. I would Just personally take Lewis Seen over over Dax and Hill, but, but Dax Hill gives you the flexibility to play him at corner, but when you need okay. him most too. All right, no, that's cool. Um, real quick, I wanted to give the the whoever's draft my draft. It was my mock draft, right, 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 Micah. Um, at two, the Lions For pick sure. is in Trayvon Walker, defensive lineman out of Georgia. At two, uh, this is what he says: the Lions are in a tough spot without a real need for an offensive tackle. Um, they could trade down, but if they stay here... Wait, who at two? Uh, Trayvon Walker, yeah. defensive lineman out of Georgia. Of. Um, if they stay here, I have them taking an edge rusher and Walker, who NFL people love. Okay. I wouldn't be mad at that. I just don't think he's a potential I would rather take Jordan Davis over Walker right here right now, but that's probably... Another one of those things that I could talk myself out of very quickly. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm just remember last year or two years 99? ago when I was going absolutely nuts, like taking 99? different guys all the time. Ninety nine is Jordan Davis. Yeah, yeah, that's who I would pick. <laughs> yeah, huge. Yeah. Wait, that, why didn't you take him? You took Trayvon. Trayvon Thibodeau. Trayvon Thibodeau. You could have taken Jordan Davis. You, you, know, you know, you know who <laughs> Trayvon Walker reminds <laughs> me of? Player. Rashawn Gary. Where, where oh, everybody yeah. everybody praises his his defensive his ability and everything, but yeah. he, but he's not necessarily an every down threat to get to the quarterback. But but you okay. can't deny how good he is. I don't I, know. That's that's where I'm at with it. One thing I I, I, wanted, I think Gary proved that he can be more every down than he was in the first couple of years of his career this oh, past yeah. year. A lot more effective. How many sacks did he last, have? Ooh, maybe eight. Good question. Yeah, I, I, I think don't it's know. Like eight to ten. Again, I think but, it's yeah. It's it's is it impact? Yeah, the impact is there, but it's not. He's not the threat that some of these other edge rushers are. All right, real quick at thirty-two, the Lions select Traylon Burks, which I love that. So yeah, that was mock draft five point <laughs> We'll see you next week after the, car- the carousel <laughs> continues and everything changes. Right. What about the third pick there? Did we have it or no? No, it wasn't on there. Oh, so you're it just, was just yeah, a one. A, a one. I just like doing it that way. Rashawn Gary had 9.5 sacks last year. I was close with eight. I said eight to ten. You were Spot. R- right on. Take right. take right. over. I said eight to forty, so we're good. He's gonna have more. Should be part of your parlay. <laughs>
Oh boy, we are taking a while today. We could just like speed through this next part, right? All right, yeah. Absolutely. Which bumper? Not much to talk about, really. Where are we at? Which time? Gotta bumper it. If it's craft beer in Michigan sports, we may not be the authority, but but we love both like a fat kid loves cake. We'll we'll be here next week. (laughs) We'll still be talking this time next week. It's not one of those. Talk to you next week, if not sooner, type things. We'll just continue to talk. Honey, I'll be home tomorrow. <laughs> John looks, he's look, he looks mad at me. Yeah. Are you mad? Are we through me? like three out of nine pages right now <laughs> on the show sheet? Show look, sheet. You guys want to save the Michigan and Michigan State talk for next week? Or Tigers <laughs> spring training? Maybe? You wanna, you wanna Wait, save we're the, supposed to get, talk about the Tigers too? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Should we cut the Tigers? Uh, yes. yes. Cut the Tigers. Yes. Touch on Michigan basketball. Call a night. And Michigan State. I that's guess. Why, yeah. I mean, losers oh. at this point, right? Yeah, that's why we Un- got to talk about it. Underwhelming in March again. All right. <laughs> Michigan basketball, round one. Michigan was matched up against number six or six seed, Colorado State, but were the favorites heading in. Uh, they were down 15 points before Dickinson, who ended up with 21 points. Brooks, who ended up with 16 points. And Frankie Collins with 14 points led the comeback to win 75 63. Michigan's overall talent was the difference in this game. I think it was proven. I think the the halftime adjustments uh, were were well done. I think it was a really well coached game. Um, the fact that they were able to just find their way to, to win that game and went down fifteen, it was impressive. Because Michigan's been a team that hasn't had answers when it comes to that kind of stuff in the past. And the fact that they did, what well, was nice to see. I mean, I don't know if you guys wanted to talk a little more about that, or should we just get right into the and talk about it as a whole? Yeah, I mean, it, it was uh, that was the scare. Yeah, a, a little bit there, and then but that they, they started taking care of the ball. Yeah, and they they were yeah, just the better. Point. They yeah. were the better team. It, that's really really important for Michigan. They need to take care of the ball. They cannot be lazy with it. Turn the ball over. That's what that's what bites them all through the season. It, that's what it, that's what got it's them. It's weird because they don't turn the ball over like in high quantities, but it's like when it does happen, it happens four or five times in a row and you have four or five empty um, possessions, that's when things become a problem. Let's go. Um, that's the empty netter to make it. That's what I was talking about was the empty netter. That was an empty netter, right? Yes. Yeah, the empty netter, that's what you bet on. That's what you bet on is the empty netter. They might get another one. There you go. Do it again. Sunquist got it. Let's go. Sunquist. Tuesday a plus. Let's go. That's what I'm talking about, Jeff. Isn't that like an orange soda? Sun, Sunquist? Sunquist? Isn't that like an orange soda? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Well, I think so. Um, all right, so then in round two, Michigan played the underrated. This, all right, so Michigan played the underrated Tennessee Volunteers as a three seed, right? Everybody was saying that. Who they is were saying that? Everybody was saying it. On a national level, they thought they Clay got Travis, chipped. Travis, who yeah. I trust a lot. They like Kentucky, Kentucky got a two seed. They thought. Tennessee should have had that <laughs> yeah, two so seed. Yeah. <laughs> but I think Michigan would have bar- embarrassed Kentucky as well. Um, as the three seed, the Tennessee Volunteers, uh, in a fun back-and-forth game, Michigan was leading early but trailed 37-32 at half, and it looked to be over at times. Like, honestly, I, I remember sitting at my friend Justin's house, and I'm like, this game's over. Like, Michigan was down six midway through the fourth quarter, and it felt like everything was oh, against yeah. them, and then all of a sudden, Dickinson, again. Yep. Man, yep. Dickinson, yep. 27 Points, eleven rebounds. The rebounds Brooks, were so 23 crucial. Twenty-three points. Free throws. They the, hitting the free throws. It's huge. Like this team played, they they backs against the wall. 
You're not supposed to win this game. It's starting to fall out from under you, and they, they responded well. And I feel like the, the, the veteran leadership that this team has with Brooks and Dickinson is becoming up huge in, in this type of tournament because you're seeing all these teams lose with their talent, high-end talent, but they don't have the leadership to get them out, out of the, the dumps. You know what I mean? And that's what Michigan has on top of the talent. We haven't really seen it yet, but it, we know it's there, and it's a good mix. Um, they also shot the ball pretty well, and that was that was good to see. Um, overall, like it's their fifth straight sixteen Sweet Sixteen, which is awesome. I think I saw like some stats like the awesome. fifth team to ever do that since like the eighties or something. Yeah, like that. it's crazy. It doesn't happen. I wish I had With that. The stat random, in front of me. Yeah. randomness of the tournament, like yeah. this, is incredible. It is. I mean, Michigan's becoming the the Michigan State. You know, just always going on a run, even when they're backs against the wall, they figure it out. I think Frankie Collins, we cannot underestimate or, or downplay his impact on this team stepping up. It's big. I, I really felt like he should have had more playing time all year long, but I didn't expect it to, to come during tournament time. I thought like but it's that, the injury, that right? had passed. Yeah, to Jones. The concussion to, to Jones. Jones. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But you get him in the game, you see the stability that he brings. Yeah, and he had a great game in the first game, but he, but he wasn't. You didn't put up big numbers against Tennessee. No, no, Tennessee. no. But what he does is he has the ball, and he's able to get where he wants to go on the court and Thank then you. make a good decision. And it's not the right decision every time, but at least it gives <laughs> them the ability to react to pressure. And, and that's the biggest thing. When you have the pressure on you, you cannot just start passing the ball. Like, he holds on to the ball. He plays at a good slow pace, but but yet has the quickness, quickness to beat his guy. And so I, I think, again, I think the importance to – this team cannot be understated for a freshman to come in. I think uh, we're in good hands years to come. So next, Michigan will play. John, I'm sorry. Do you, do you have any thoughts on, on what you saw so far? I think Eli Brooks is the the key point in the both victories. He's been very clutch. Yeah, I think he's like the first player in the Big Ten to play in four straight oh. Sweet 16s, I believe, too. Um, like you said, the experience that is lacking in, in uh, the NCAA tournament right now. I think Gonzaga's got a couple guys that have been there a couple years, but um, – I'll put my money on a team with any sort of size this late in the season, and that's what Hunter Dickinson's bringing yeah, to the so, floor. Yeah, so, I mean, I think Dickinson, in the first two matchups, the size was the big difference that he has, and, and it was it's it's unarguable. I mean, it, it's been a massive um, mismatch, and he also hits the shot, too, which kind of has been cool. Yeah, he's he's worked with Juwan Howard on, on his big post moves, big man moves down low, um, but, I mean, he's a handful, one of a handful of true seven-foot guys are on the floor in college basketball, so, like I said, I'd take that all day. And he's a lefty. It's a little unorthodox. Guys are having a hard time uh, guarding behind that. You man, know? it's yeah. like shots. So, next, too. Michigan plays Villanova and currently a five-point underdog. It's rematched from the 2018 National Championship. Um, what are the keys to this game? Is it Does it come down to Dickinson, or are we going to have to find a way to hit these three-point shots to keep this team in it? Because that's what Villanova does, right, is they go on those runs where they just hit and, and they dominate, right? Those those short period and just put up a ton of points, and, and you got to be find a way to answer. Well, is that what it comes down to? Yeah, they, Dickinson? They, they run a roster full of guards, so that puts yeah. a lot of pressure on our guys that are trying to spread the floor and, like you said, uh, take advantage of the three-point line. <laughs> I, I feel 
I feel like this is going to be one of those games where the referees are going to get over involved, and it's gonna it's gonna hinder no, the, amount of, the amount of the amount of yeah the amount of playing time, especially for Hunter Dickinson. If he's the only big guy out there, they're going to be calling fouls. Mm-hmm. Um, that takes him right off the court. I hope that doesn't happen. I'm just trying to jinx that, but we've seen already in the NCAA tournament like poor officiating on on a grand scheme. Um, on the overall scale, so hopefully that doesn't happen. But yeah, if we can get some clutch buckets from the outside, that'll keep us in the game for sure. It feels like when when in the, when the refs decide to hurt Michigan, it'll hurt Michigan badly. I think they, Caleb Houston should play a big game, a role in this game. Like we need him to come up clutch with three point shots, and he was completely. I I, I don't even know if he scored the last game. He might have had two points, maybe. I think he had two. Yeah. Yeah, but it, he averages something like 11 or 12, and is he a letdown overall for the season? Yeah, maybe not as good as we all thought he would be, but he can go off at any time. He's got a pure stroke. He can get hot. This is a game where we need those kind of guys to get hot and hit their outside shots. Michael, you were going to say something? No, just to bring up the officiating. You, you yeah, weren't were. kidding. You were going to say something. Right? Not, no. So, <laughs> uh, not no. Yes. No. <laughs> the, the officiating has yes, been no. just so beyond questionable Atrocious. And, and not that i care or like illinois at all but man did you guys see that call yeah are you well kidding? the hanging on the the, the rim me? thing oh that was ugly yeah the kid that got thrown out for north carolina too like they oh. gave him the double technical got him out of the game yeah, couple, a couple couple yeah a couple of big you know just a couple of big calls late in games and, and these other like one seed matchups too like memphis came down on the wire with gonzaga and it's starting to like spew into the women's bracket not that i'm watching the entire you know wncaa what what did you say did you watch tournament did you watch into that <laughs> no i got bored tired like you i got bored yeah i watched the yukon game the other did you night bet on the yeah. game? no 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 money then no. why are you watching it uh just <laughs> i don't know just to see the quality or lack thereof of uh you know the the haircuts but no you know it, it's always this the referee's got to stop and then like reviewing the calls and it takes way too long it, yeah. ends the momentum of the game so even if that's involved that that just stops any type of run that michigan can put up against villanova but if the overall officiating is bad it's just that doesn't suit well, especially for a guy like Jawan Howard. Yeah, that's upsetting. We need to stay in front defensively. We, Bla- we cannot let them just kind of pass and cut their way to the basket. Black Blackmore family's pumped because we got the the win. I think. Yeah. So we win the, our parlay there, Blackmore family. And then there's who's who's MS. I don't know who MS is. Oh, commenting on YouTube. It's a, it's a bad uh, disease, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, so. Talk about Micah Smith. Well, I bet you it's Micah Smith. Yeah. Yeah, you is take it, Micah it Smith? easy on me. All right, come on. <laughs> MS is pumped. Keep the MS going. For the wings. <laughs> Anybody got that bottle opener? Shh, keep it up. Here you go. We're, I can't. Are we going to go through all 12 of these in one night? Yeah. I guess with a 13-hour episode. Mike and I were going right? to split one, and then he poured it all <laughs> into his own glass. <laughs> Oopsies. There might be more in there. Are there I, any more I, in there, or was that the rest of them? I don't know how many <laughs> bottles are on the table. <laughs> we got one here. Is this one yeah, here? Yeah, yeah. we're going to split that one, Ryan. Oh. Sounds good. Are we, do- are we done? This, is that it? Why are you going to split that? Don't you have to walk home? Yeah, but I... Are I, we at 12? I, I, taking it easy, Nick. You, you want the whole thing, yeah. Ryan? Choose no. the over no, for, for what they do. Yeah, this is numero 12 All right, so <laughs> d- d- does Michigan win? Yes. Revenge Tour. Chase Winovich is going to be sitting sideline, <laughs> baby. Nice. Is he? No. <laughs> what what team does he play for now? Cleveland. Cleveland. Boo. Cleveland! This is for you! Um, God, I don't know. It's in San Antonio or something, right? It's the game I, I don't know. <laughs> okay, gut feeling, I think Michigan probably loses. They have a defensive blunder type game, but, you know, slappy me, of course they're going to win. 
But no, I, I think deep down they're gonna lose. I I need them to win. I didn't pick them to win in any of my brackets at work, but the guy that is in first place right now has Villanova winning overall. Okay. Really? So I, I need him to win, and I'm back by one point. So if, if they win, then that cancels out one of his national championship contenders. All right. Can I, can I just give myself a little credit here? Or I shouldn't say myself because it was a team effort on my parlay. We had Trey Young over 27.5 points. We had, like, 45. <laughs> Who <laughs> is we? Trey Young over 2.5 threes. He had third – or no. Uh, you got seven. A, you must have a basketball friend at work talking talk to you and no, putting money on basketball. No, this was me. This was part of me. Like they, they're buying into my eyes. Trey was looking bad. Yeah, too. Not, not good at the basketball. We had Hawks money line. They came back and won. We had the Red Wings minus one and a half. We just won 400 and something bucks. Whoa. Really? Look Pizza for lunch tomorrow. <laughs> Pizza for lunch tomorrow. My parlay's going to lose tomorrow, but I won today. That's all that I can <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, where were we? All right, let's move on to Michigan State. Are we moving on to Michigan State? Are we still talking Michigan? <laughs> From the Red Wings Doesn't matter. to Michigan State, we're talking about it. This is State of My Sports. Michigan State, round one. MSU survived the Davidson comeback uh, to win 74-73 thanks to 27 points by Joey Hauser. They should have won. Wasn't easy. Shouldn't have been easy. But this type, I mean, in this type of tournament, just win, right? You just win. It's not about by how much, by how little. It's just all about winning. And they, they found a way to win. Um, it was just, I don't know. What? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It, Un- it, underwhelming. It was, they survived. It was, it was Michigan State this year. It was a this team's. It, it was really honestly Michigan State for the last couple years, and I think once we get into this Duke matchup, we can kind of put a bow on on Michigan State talk. And I think the problems that this this team is having right now. But round two, Michigan State was rewarded uh, by playing Duke, and after a nice back and forth game, MSU had a five point lead with less than five minutes left. And we're outscored twenty to six down the stretch. Ouch, that's bad. We were watching it. Me and Ryan watched the game together. It was fun. Yeah, we were in the garage. First we had the time heater rolling. Ever. It was a nice day. It was a beautiful day. Oh, it was so nice. I want to do that again. Okay, we got time. Yeah, but, we will. but they're not playing, so but you can't watch them again. They we're lost. Watch, can't watch them lose again. We're gonna go watch what, like what Gonzaga. <laughs> what was this final score? <laughs> this one? I, sorry, I didn't write that down here. Oh man, I don't know. Doesn't matter. Know. Like um, Seventy-six to sixty-seven or something like you that. You know, it, it, like I don't want to like call out state fans because I, I, I feel like you have, and this is the way it is, and and for every team, like you have those, you know, five percent of Michigan fans that run their mouth, and people bring those up when you're using their arguments. You have that five percent of state fans that are comfortable with what happened, and they're saying, "Hey, we played our guts out. We should be proud." Blah blah blah, and it's like. Bull crap. What in the world happened to Michigan State basketball? Because that is not the Michigan State basketball mantra that we were supposed to have the last fifteen years. You know well, what I mean? They were they were facing a good Duke team. Let's and, let's and, get let's I get do, into the I Duke do, game a little I bit. I do get that. Yeah, go ahead. Because they they matched up really well. I think they played really well against Duke for the majority of the game. The fact that they ended up getting a five point lead with five minutes left was actually really surprising. They were down most of the game leading up to that. Um, they went on a good run, and and then and then their weakness showed, and and their weakness really was the lack of identity on the offensive side of the ball. They didn't have a go-to guy to control and make a good decision. They didn't have 
a stable part of their offense to go to game in and game out. They were relying on the random uh, like offensive fortune of, of whoever was going to play well that game. Yeah, whoever had the hot hand. Yeah, and, and that doesn't work long term. It doesn't work against a good team that when they – start getting back on defense like when you're in constant when you're in a close game that means that the ball usually is brought up the court and it's half court offense against half court defense possession after possession because they're 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 letting the the clock run for a little while and that was their weakness they weren't running anymore they were just dribbling in the middle picking up the ball looking around for somebody to pass to on the outside and it bit them over and over and over down the stretch there were back-to-back possessions that the offense looked absolutely lost there was that one where Jory Hauser was like dribbling literally in like a circle. He looked like Easton trying to dribble the ball. They did a like clear out it, with like was 15 seconds left on the shot clock to Joey Hauser trying to get by the number potential number one pick in the draft. Yeah, it, it like, made no sense. It doesn't make any and sense at all. That was very strange to me. And and but I think look, Joey Hauser was the reason why they won the first game, and they were trying to use that energy and in that hot hand, if you will. And it just it looked bad. It looked like it was. It looked like everybody was lost. It really did. They didn't and have I, I know that they Winston. cleared it out, but it, it it didn't even look like they were clearing it out. It looked like they were clearing it out, but Joey Hauser didn't know that they were going to clear it out. No, they, they it, were making it, it up like, on the spot. <laughs> What's going on here? Yeah. And it was very strange, and it was back-to-back possession. I forget what the other one was, but I just remember it happening where it was like, those are b- ugly back-to-back possessions. I, and that's how you get that 20 to, what was it, 20 to 6, six run. S- stretch down, down the I think there. I think Walker dribbled into the middle of the court had endless opportunities to pass or shoot wherever he wanted to go, and it was like four possessions in a row where we picked up the ball, looked around, and then passed a ridiculous pass to the outside of three-point, and then then five seconds left in the shot clock. What are you going to do? That's what I'm saying. They didn't have the difference maker. They didn't have the Cassius Winston to make the right decision, control the ball, know what you're trying to do on offense. And I'm not even saying – I'm not saying Michigan has that – that type of guard, but to, to contrast this, they know who they can go through, and it's Hunter Dickinson to make the right choice. Yeah. And to pass it out or score when, when he's needed most. Yeah. That is the missing link for this Michigan State offense. They had plenty of talent. All these guys can go off at any time, but they didn't have consistent... Uh, it's the guy. Yeah, they, they didn't have, have an guy. identity. They yeah. didn't have an identity on offense. Yep, and when Cassius Winston was there, I think he covered up a lot of the warts that I think uh, Michigan State's had. Even more so that like it's been a longer issue I think for, for Michigan State basketball than what we realized because of Cassius Winston, but but that's part of it because that's what a lot of these time these teams do is you get the best guy in the court day in and day out and he will make you look better than you are. Now, is this a problem for Michigan State moving forward? Like, I, I don't want to say Tom Izzo needs to retire. I'm not saying he's going to do what Mark D'Antonio did, but I look at it from an outsized perspective. And I get, I'm a Michigan fan, and that might not might be unfair of me to say, but I look at it. It's like something's got to change inside the top, and it's and and I, you continue to hear Izzo talk about well these kids, you know, they have the out, they can go do this, they can go do that. We're giving them too much leverage and too much um, um, power, if you will. They're they're when the the when tough time gets times get tough, they just switch to another school. I don't like it. I don't like the transfer. I don't like how easy it is. I'm, I'm on Tom Izzo's side with that. But as the head coach of a basketball that's a ba- basketball team and a massive brand in basketball, you can't have that attitude from the top and continue to to 
to grow. And I feel like that's the issue is they are stop they stop growing because Tom Izzo is so stuck in his ways of the way he's going to do his thing. And I get it. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not arguing the way. Again, I like what Izzo does. I I think he's a great coach. But he needs to change. He needs to change. He needs to be flexible. He needs adapt. to adapt. Adapt. That's the right word. Yeah. Now, am I allowed to say that? No. But are state fans willing to say that? That's what I want to know. Is it fair for me to say? Is that is that part of the issue? I don't want to say the full issue, but is it part of the issue? The biggest issue with Tom Izzo and the Spartans is he created that expectation a long time ago and has told the the Michigan State alums, has told the fan base, this is what we're going to hold ourselves to. This is what we're shooting for every single year. And it it has not come to fruition the last handful of years. It's not it's not just the last two years, three years. This is this is an ongoing trend for quite some time yeah. now. I mean they did make the final four, I, which I learned that a couple weeks ago. <laughs> but the streak continued. Okay. I, well I think, no I the, think the no the streak ended, ended the year prior. Then, yeah. yeah, it came yeah. back. Uh, I, I think what what you're getting at though is a valid concern is that Izzo relied on tough love and like growing up and overcoming and that whole process of like becoming a man and that was his coaching style and that's the reason why he brought people from you know no names or three-star recruits or whatever into the stardom basically of college basketball Mm -hmm. and he did it with the lesser recruits compared to the dukes and kentuckys but if guys if he makes their life miserable and then they can just walk and go to another school anytime they want that is where the concern comes into play because how are you going to keep those guys how are they going to ever overcome and then the third fourth year come into their own as a senior and become a senior leader like we've seen year after year after year i'm not talking even draymond greens i'm talking like i don't know like the 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 studs that come out of nowhere like a travis walton you know as a senior a fifth year senior to be the, the best defensive player in the league and somehow start scoring. Like, he had to overcome a lot of crap that Izzo gave him for a long time to become the man that Izzo wanted him to be over time. Mm-hmm. And if that time isn't allowed anymore, then his coaching staff or his coaching style is outdated and it's not going to work in this kind of atmosphere. So that that's the concern. That's the other side of it. Yeah. W- what they are is one special talent away they are, at but, all times but with his coaching. they're not getting that either. That, they I, might. They might this yeah. next year, yeah. No, it'll be interesting to see. I think Michigan State fans should expect more and, and demand more. And I, when I saw, you know, the 5% saying, hey, they tried really hard, they put their guts out there, they fought, fought till the end, I was just like, that is not what you're supposed to be. You're supposed to be January, February, Izzo, right? Like, that's what you say, that's what you do, that's what you've set. Don't change it now because that's when you're giving up. That's when you're 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 throwing in the towel, and I feel like that's what the football team had to do with D'Antonio. Is like as much as we love you, as good as you've been, we want you gone so we can move on and we can grow this thing. And I'm not saying that's what Izzo needs to do because I think he's a good coach and he's a good recruiter and he's got the cachet. But be careful because if you if he's not willing to adapt, then you got to move on from him. State the new Duke, maybe. Coach Gay gone after this year. We'll see. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Well, we were going to – I was going to do a little more with with the brackets and stuff. I I didn't want to talk about some of the odds here. You got Gonzaga as the favorite, Kansas number two, um, Arizona, 
and Houston, actually. That, those are your top four betting favorites. Duke is all the way down to plus 1,300. I thought that was interesting. I think the scare that they had against Michigan State has a lot to do with that. They were exposed, I think, in a lot of ways. Um, but then you got Michigan at plus 5,000. $100 bet win you 5,000. Um, don't waste your money. It's not going to happen. Sorry, it's not, but that's just my opinion. Who would you put 100 bucks on right now? Purdue. Uh, I, I would like Purdue at plus 1,000. I also really like Arizona. But they have a tough road. North Carolina. That's who you I like was North Carolina? looking at. North Carolina. I got them in the yeah. final four in a lot of my brackets. Watch yeah. out for Arkansas, guys. Arkansas? Arkansas. Plus if, if you're looking for a home run and just so like many, so many plus options, 5, so many options, and I think a lot well, of the player, teams yeah. that we, yeah. <laughs> just make sure to put in uh, MI bet sports. So yeah, exactly. exactly. Uh, what about the Peacocks? The Peacocks. I like the Peacocks. It's not plus even edge 20, on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, MI bets? MI bets? <laughs> MI so bet sports. A- as we talked about here, we, we are going to skip the Tigers talk. Um, I did want to delay. We're going to delay, delay it next it. week. All right, we'll talk about it next week. Hey, that, that saves me a segment of to worry about, right? So we'll just move yeah. right on. Do you want us to rip that sheet off the show sheet? Yeah, just just save it. We'll just screen print it or something. Right to a shirt. I don't know why I screen print it. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. State of my sports. What, you guys did one of those looks at each other like, oh, gosh, this I guy I love again. when the CEO... Talks through the bumpers. Yeah. Bre- breaking your own rules. Can, y- can you guys just not talk through the bumpers? <laughs> so mad. I know, what's, I know. What's Kyle up to? Is he commenting like crazy? No, but he would oh. <laughs> <laughs> be the first one. <laughs> he fell asleep. Uh, we love our right. CEO. He's the man. Ryan, can you explain betting hero to our listeners? Yeah, this is the last time. So no, it's not best. the last time. <laughs> you want to throw John into John, you want to explain betting hero? I need a little help. I have never used it. Bettinghero.com. Neither's Ryan. It's ah, not, I'll do it. I've never used not, it either. Yeah. <laughs> it's not dot .org, is it? <laughs> no, it's .com. <laughs> it's bettinghero.net. Um, yeah, .com. And, uh, yeah, uh, I mean, you guys know the deal, right? They just give you every single deal available. If there's a fight going on the weekend, they'll give you a good promo code. So just go try to get some free money. Go to bettinghero.com, promo code MIBETS. Uh, it helps our podcast. Uh, allegedly, we don't we don't actually know that, but it should help our podcast. Allegedly, <laughs> it allegedly helps the podcast. Allegedly. Anyways, <laughs> last week I w- I got greedy and I admit that it was dumb. But I had the Lightning minus one and a half against the Kraken. They won four to one. Uh, I had the Blue Jackets money line against Ottawa. They won four to one. I had Seventy Sixers money line against Cleveland. They won one hundred eighteen to one hundred fourteen. And then I had Steph Curry and Klay Thompson both going over three and a half and three pointers against the Celtics. Uh, Thompson was one of eleven from three, and Curry was one of four before getting hurt and wow. then getting ruled out. So I mean, it was kind of close, right? That's pretty close. Yeah, it was uh, plus three, two over two, three and a half two, is tough. Nine both of two, them, same game. Yeah, but they did it the game before. That's why I really liked it. Yeah, it was dumb. They could have. They could have done it. Anyways, um, I am now. We are now one and four. Who is this? People, we the people that bet with me, Micah. It, it's Wait, me. I gotta team? start doing this. I, I gotta people, start winning I money. I've had people tell me that they're. Do you want to start betting it? with me? Yeah, because is, is Andrea in this? We gotta start making Andrea's money. That's not we. <laughs> yeah, we gotta. Start Andrea does money. not support any of this. <laughs> I'm <laughs> when down. It comes to the betting. Hey, did she know you just got four four fifty 
big guys or no? Today? Yeah. No, she does not know about oh, that. Nice. I can't wait to tell her. Yeah, don't, don't tell her. I can't, the, I can't wait to not tell her. Yeah, just I don't, did. don't tell her. Go to Chipotle like <laughs> three full weeks. I, I was so this is like a bunch of thing that I'm doing with these guys, <laughs> and I don't know what we're gonna do with the money, but we're we're sitting on a good chunk right now. We started, so we put, all put in thirty three bucks to to get to a hundred. Okay, and I just had a text. I don't That's know not a hundred, or well, it's close enough, right? It's ninety nine. We're we're at we're over <laughs> to a thousand. We're over a thousand bucks right now. Holy, we cow. started at a hundred. Like, yeah, we're, and we do small bets. Like it's not anything crazy. Like we're just we're just on a hot streak. Nice. We should cash it out and cash uh, out. Invest in XRP. There you go. <laughs> or like foreign fuel or something. <laughs> yeah, maybe. See the guy filling the up his uh, his pickup truck, the, the the bed in the back, just filling it with gasoline. <laughs> Did he have like the like he a, a pool liner? Tarp. Yeah, he had a big <laughs> pool liner, tarp in the back. Oh. <laughs> he said they're filling up his <laughs> truck bed. Was that the one that was down in like North Carolina or something? I don't know. I'm not so, sure. Yeah, you like get that into your tank afterwards. I don't think he got that far. <laughs> he throws like a, a, a sump pump in it and just pumps it right. I don't in. know if there was like a yes, yeah, like a hey. second stage thought there. Yeah, like I mean, if you're moving down the road, and I don't know why I'm pedaling like a, a Flintstone, <laughs> maybe because that's what I might buy. That's the type of car I'm in a He's driving down the road, and all of a sudden he stops, and all of a sudden the the gas just kind of goes up to the back window, and then falls out. Right? Like, I mean, it's it's water or yeah. like liquid. It's not, not water, water yeah. but liquid, <laughs> and it moves with. I don't know, stupid <laughs> idiot. But an idiot, know. not you, the not little, me. No, no, the, the guy, guy that did it. The guy with the bed and the, the guy an with idiot. The, the, the yeah, exactly. <laughs> the the truck bed with the water, the gasoline, and the, gasoline. With the water gas, the water gas. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> don't drink it. Well, maybe I don't know. Oh, those guys, you never know. Anyways, this week we're going to get back on track. We're going to go 2-5 and five now. And keep in mind, these are parlays. They're hard. I got Blackhawks, Ducks, over 5.5 or 6. Try to get the 5.5. Makes a difference. Go to MI Bets. I mean, betting, betting hero. hero. <laughs> um, I got the Leafs, minus 1.5 over the Devils. Uh, I hope we won't have to use the alternate spread to get the 1.5 because the NHL is doing some... They're starting to figure out the NHL, and a lot of the Toronto games are minus two and a half. Mm. But if you need to get to one and a half, go ahead and do that. Definitely don't go two and a half. Um, next, I got Pittsburgh uh, money line against the Sabers, Grizzlies money line over the Pacers, and Bulls money line over the Pelicans. I'm so tr- I'm trying to figure out. He started off with we, and now it's I. <coughs> yeah, well, no, it's his picks. Where is he it's my. Going? They're my picks, but it's we, the people that are betting with me. And then when they text me and tell me that they lost the bet, I give them a beer. Or I buy them a beer. I like the Bulls. I like the Grizzlies. Maybe. I like Pittsburgh. Um, <laughs> Maybe. Lease? You like the lease? That's that's the tricky one right uh, there. Yeah, I mean, they're, yeah. I do. And, and Blackhawks, Ducks. A little tricky. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Hot streak. Hope it continues. I'm out of bumpers. Don't worry about a bumper. <laughs> Let's get into our beer grades for today, and it is energy Oberon Day, and we drank a lot. Goodness gracious, Holy gentlemen. smokes. Like, look at all these. Like, we haven't drank this much in a one, long time. One, two. That, I'm sure it's 12. There's more than three. <laughs> that tells you how good this <laughs> batch is. Couple more from the producer. This is a great <laughs> yeah. batch of Oberon, and it's yes. fresh, and it's great. Um, it was packaged on February 24th. I don't know if that matters to you guys. But we had the oranges. I think that had a lot to do with it, right? You guys like the oranges? I like the cutting board. You like the cutting board? That made all the difference. You know what? I think the beer is really the main feature here. 
That's a great point. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about this beer, Micah. It's on the sheet there for you <laughs> if you want to take your shades off. And I it's love I love the hat. You, I did, think you did a great reading before. I think I'll let you do it again. You want me to Old do Brown it? is a wheat oh, yeah. ale fermented with our signature house ale yeast. Mixing a spicy hop character with mildly fruit aromas. The addition of wheat and malt blends a smooth mouthfeel, making it a classic summer beer. Category, it says wheat series. <laughs> Availability, it says March 21st, 2022 to September. <laughs> or Five. while supplies last. <laughs> Five. <laughs> supplies last. <laughs> it's 5.8 percenter. It's got some water in it, and it's got some nutritional information. Nobody cares about that. <laughs> it's all right, got some water, guys. It's Oberon. We it's all know it's Oberon. Beer. This is the start of spring. Oh, We're pumped. Oh, it's baseball season. It's Oberon season. To We're be ready to go. Honest, I've been very low on my Oberon scale lately. Like I, I, I feel like I've hated on it the last couple of years. Man, I this was but my this go-to was, after every single softball game. This Oberon. was an incredible night. I love what they did. No, I'm, just, I'm not going ten. That would be too high. But I'm I'm up there today. I, I don't know about you guys. I'm going. <laughs> this is this has been a good night. I, and, and I just want a, a parlay with my friends. Go, go big. Not friends, coworkers. Go big. Um, <laughs> I don't think they would call me a friend. That's what I meant by that because I'm just yeah. a coworker to them. Okay. But I'm gonna go with. Uh, They're listening right now. Eight. Eight. Dang. Eighty-eight. Yeah. That's Aaron Reed's number. Who else Hold wore on. 88? Who else wore 88? Nick Liz- or, uh, Nick, oh, what was Eric that Lindros? Eric Lindros. Yeah, not Nick Liz- N- Liz- Nick Lindros. Yeah, was Michael Irving, did he have 88? Yeah, I believe so. I think he was, yeah. And uh, the other guy, Des Bryant. Des. What was Johnny Morton, 89? I think so, yeah. Brett Perriman, 80? And then, no. One? Johnny, or Herman Moore was 84, right? Correct. Yeah. Brett Perriman, 80? Johnny Morton, 89. I think you're right, yeah. Okay. Wow. Well done. Here we go. Here we go. What about Sloan? (laughs) Anybody? Oh, Micah, what do you think? Give it a grade. Good. (laughs) Like I said, this is a great batch. I've had some questionable batches back in the day. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't start off liking these types of beers when I started drinking uh, craft beer, but... uh, this beer is delicious. I, I wish it was a little bit warmer today. We we kind of... You want the beer to be warmer? What? <laughs> He's going guts. He's full on guts right now. <laughs> He's in such a good mood. I'm going to go with a thicker one, though. He's going back uh, to, like, age seven right now. <laughs> we were 12. 12. Oh, well, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying ages seven to 12. No, we no. honestly, we missed out on great weather and Oberon yesterday. Oberon day couldn't get more perfect than yesterday. Today we're a little bit late. It's okay. It still tastes absolutely fantastic. Uh, I'm gonna go with an eight nine because it's we don't we don't grade this me. we don't grade this every single time. This is the one time we get to grade Oberon, and I'm giving this baby an eight nine. This is mm. awesome. Right on, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm going full on Johnny Morton here too. Love it. Eight nine. Love it. Yeah, I'm into it. I'm ready. I want more. It's probably my highest highest yeah. grade on the show, but eight five. I don't know. It's just Oberon. It's good. I prefer a line and Kugel summer just shandy. Oberon. Just Oberon. Yeah, I mean, I don't get hyped up on the holiday. It's like Valentine's Day. It's fake, you know. We can get that candy anytime. Oberon's not fake. We just drink it. 
Well, I mean, you can get it, you know. I, I know Meyer doesn't have it according to Carrie. Speaking of Carrie, um, the Dragon Milk from uh, Dragon Milk White. White. From, White. New, from New Highland, 6 percenter. Saying what weird? Uh, she graded that beer at a 7.2. Wait, wait, wait. Mm. A Dragon's Milk at 6%? I know, I'm confused. It's Dragon's Milk White. Yeah. Which means light. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. Yeah, I mean, normally I mean, what, 12, 13%? At least, I thought. I think it was 9, 5. Long, long-time listener of the show, commenting in with a late joke for the night, uh, Jarrett Fenema. Oh. Why can't a bike stand on its own? Don't read it. I can't see it anyways. I got sunglasses on. Why can't a bike stand on its own? The kickstand's broken. <laughs> <laughs> it's too tired. <laughs> Is he drinking uh, fat tire? I think he's eating Laffy shoot. Taffy's. Oh, Laffy Taffy. I <laughs> he love must that be. Stuff. <laughs> hey, Jared, how about you start commenting earlier in the night? He's recording his own podcast. Yeah, how, oh, are, the, okay. how are the Vikings doing in their offseason? Shout out to, oh. to Jared's podcast, Happiest Podcast on Earth. Worth? Did we ever get those beers from him or no? <laughs> no, I has, I, his mom's oh, supposed to let, She has them for us. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. We, we, didn't, we have their beer and we haven't done it yet? What? We don't have it. His mom has it. It's and in is Michigan. supposed to get it to me. I haven't heard from her. Oh, I he, should reach out to her. He's a huge fan of the, the Zadarius Smith signing, <laughs> baby. <laughs> Do we need to escalate this? He's going to tear an ACL. We bring the CEO one. in. Yeah, we should probably end it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Thank yeah. you guys for being here. Thank you for recording. That was episode <laughs> one forty nine. This is the God. thank you guys for recording. Thank you all for listening. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs> There's like six people that remember guts. Guts. You've been listening to Peace. State of My Sp- From the Red Wings to the Lions to the Tigers to the Pistons to Michigan and Michigan State and everything in between, we're talking about it. And don't forget the beer. We hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. In the meantime, hook up with us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch at State of My Sports with an M-I. We'll see you next time.